Cushion Coffee Podcast. Today we got a special big shooter in the building, man. Shout out to my boy Nikki Brzezinski, man. If y'all don't know him, man, he worldwide around this bitch. Man, give it up to the man Nikki B, bro. Say something, Nikki. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's up, bro? How Hello, world. Hey, shout out. Congratulations on your new book release, man. I'm, I'm grateful for the invite. I'm grateful that you showed up to the podcast today to talk about it, man. Talk about your whole life, your whole creative side, and everything that mm-hmm. you dealt with. From coming from the south side, growing up and all that, man. Speak to him, talk that shit. Let him know that don't know you. Let him know who you are, bro. Yes, sir. Um, go by Nikki Films. That's more or less uh, my film production company name, artist name. Uh, you know, it's an easy way to get a hold of me, Nikki Films. Uh, my real name is Nick Brzezinski, and uh, I used to go by that for a long time. You know, ten plus years directed by Nick Brzezinski. Uh, Chief Keef, Twista, Little Herb, Little Dirk, King Louie, um, Little Reese, um, Rondo Number Nine. Um, you know, pretty much anybody in <laughs> everybody, anybody in the city, famous Dex. Uh, you shot the motherfuckers all up, all through this motherfucker too, and you shot everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really kind of hard sometimes for me to even keep track of all this shit. That's why I put everything in that book. You know what I'm saying? It's like 240 pages, 850 images laid out. We've been laid it out. For about like two years now, we worked on the actual layout of the book for two years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So two years laying out the book, and it was probably like 15 years in the making for all the images. You know what I'm saying? But I wasn't at any point like, oh, I'm about to use this for a book. I just, corona hit, and, uh, you know, you got a lot of extra time in the house. So I'm like, what can I do? You know, I want to start making my documentaries because so, I got 60 hard drives. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it in, in boxes. Book, <laughs> you know what I'm there. saying? Yeah, yeah. Like... Every single thing that I've ever filmed, photographed, shot in my life is like literally backed up. You know what I'm saying? I could literally hop in the time machine, go to any moment. Birthday, weddings, all you know stuff. what I'm saying? Christmas. So before all this shit started, where you at now, man? Like the beginning of all this, like how did it all start for you, bro? Uh, to be honest, how it really all started for me, I would say if we like really take it back to the beginning, um, well, I'm an only child, so, you know. I'm already a weirdo, and then it's like my immediate family, is, it's a pretty big family, you know, so um, so it's like when I was younger, I used to stay at my grandma's house a lot, and my grandma, she was like sewing, cutting, you know, she was a real artist, she yeah, was the yeah. only artist in my family, you know what I'm saying, I grew up in a family full of like alpha male type characters, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of drinking, a lot of, a lot of cars, you know what I'm saying, a lot of fixing things and tools and things of this nature, yeah, yeah. and I'm more of like a, you know, I'm a kindred soul, I got a feminine energy, I like, you know, I like nice things, art, drawing, I was really big into drawing when I was young, I wanted to be a cartoonist, so oh, I was shit. like, it was me, and then my boy, shout out Ryan Beecher, he was like, the best artist in our grade, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. It was like me and him going head to head, who could draw the best. But he was so cold, he's way colder than me. But um, 
I don't think I was ever meant to really be um, a painter or a drawer or nothing like that. You know, I'm more because as I grew up and I grew, you know, as technology advanced, we play in Super Nintendo, getting internet, yeah, yeah, yeah. things of that nature. It's like I really was a tech head. You know, I was like a real nerd when I was coming up. So, <laughs> so the camera is kind of like technology meeting art, you know, and okay. it was like the two things coming cool. together. Clashing. And it was like, I just love the, you know, I love the camera. And I just, what I love most about the camera is it's not the camera itself. It's not the material object. It's what you make with it. Because we could all have the same camera, but it's what you put into the camera and what you take out of it. So it's like every day I would get the camera and go on these little missions or adventures and, you know, start taking pictures of my friends or landscapes or whatever would happen that day. And then I would just love to bring that home. And every time I brought that home and dumped the card in the computer, it was like a gift. You know, it was like something I created, something no one else it has, be, yeah, something yeah. I couldn't buy at the store, something I couldn't buy at the art gallery, something you couldn't get an NFT of. It's something that I had created that day. It was just for me at that time. And I really was like, damn, like every day I want to just keep loading it up. I want to keep exploring life because my camera was really the facilitator to get me out into the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I'm a pretty nutty guy. You know, I, you know, I like to turn up and, and act crazy sometimes and shit, but like. At my heart, I'm really an introvert, you know, so um, the camera is really that vehicle to push me out into the world, to get me to adventure, to get me to explore, to get me to meet people, you know, and like, if I didn't have my camera, bro, I would just, I wouldn't be doing much, I'm telling you that right now. I mean, I probably would be doing something like, I might be sitting in a job I don't like or sitting at the office or something like that, but like, the camera literally took me out of the hood and brought me around the world like four times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. literally, like. Monaco, Spain, France, Italy, all these places, bro. Just fucking it's crazy. Do, doing what you love. Doing what, up that do, camera. Yeah, doing what I love, getting paid to do what I love, getting hotels, flights, food, everything paid for, and it's crazy off the strength of the camera, you know? And it didn't happen overnight, but... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it takes a lot of, like, ups and downs, a lot of perseverance, a lot of, like, listening to people say no, a lot of people looking at you crazy. But it's like, when you are crazy and you're, like, an artist that's kind of nutty, it's like... You don't really need anyone else to believe in you because you believe in your Yourself. shit so crazy. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, as an artist, you see where you're at and you have to be able to visualize the future. You have to be able to visualize like, okay, this is where I'm at now and this is what my work looks like. But where do I want to be in two years, five years? I want to be doing this. I want my to look like this. I need to be loading my plane. I need to be loading my photographs onto a private jet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 40, 40 inches by 60 inches, big old print. We can't even fit it. We can't even get into the plane. <laughs> It won't, it won't fit through the door. But it's just shit like that. You know, you have to start small and you just have to manifest more and more. I want to do a photo shoot. Bet. Let's do it. I want to do a photo shoot for money. Now we're doing it. Learn how to do video. Now we're going to do a video for some money. Now we're going to do a video for a client. Now we'll do a photo shoot for a brand. And then it just keeps building. And now we're going to do an art show. Now we're going to do a book release. You know what I'm saying? Now we're flying around the world having art shows and, you know, people that we never thought we'd meet in our life. Now they're going to come respect our art, buy our purchase, support, you know, and, uh, and just that's how it snowballs, you know what I'm saying? It's like, just like I said before we started the podcast, it's like if anyone's serious about this and really wants to do this and really wants to make a living out of it, you have to be very open-minded and you have to uh, really take every opportunity that's given to you and uh, there's no way you can lose. <laughs> yeah. If you say yes, yeah, I got you, yeah, yes, 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 and you do a lot of things for a lot of people, it's going to spiderweb crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's word of mouth that travels. Because everyone could shoot something. Everyone could, you know, everyone could pick up a camera, whatever, whatever. It's the follow-through afterwards. What are you going to do with it? 
You just want to let it sit on your computer? You know, are you going to edit it? Are you going to put it together? Are you going to push it, push it, push it, push it, push it every day? Content. New, new, new stuff every day. New, you know, it's basically like how hard do you want to go at it? So if you, so if you really want to go hard at it, say, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll come do this for you. You might not want to do it. I've done so many things I didn't want to do in my life, but it led to so many great things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's some jobs that I was like, I don't really want to do this. The money's okay. Person seems nice. Let's do it, you know? It'll be cool. We'll figure it out. And you go there, you might meet someone that knows someone that knows someone, and then it just spirals you on a whole different trajectory off of just one opportunity, you know what I'm saying? And I can't really, I mean, I don't want to sit here and go through my brain and catalog and figure out exactly which opportunity led me to which, but it's just crazy to think that, you know, one person you might meet might introduce you to four people that are introduce you to ten, and now you get to pay your bills and you don't have to fucking go work, you know, wherever you have to work at. Six degrees of separation, yep. man. You know what I'm saying? Being away from, like, shit, from being at your event, bro. Like, literally, yep. I met, like, two or three people that want to fucking come here and do the podcast. You know what I'm saying? I shot with a guy yesterday and shit. We went out. We're out to, yeah. like, four in the morning just vibing, bro. Yeah. And I feel like, damn, this is what Nikki Brzezinski does all the fucking time. Like, just always out late hours, working, shooting and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm grateful that I had a wife at home that allowed me to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? That's another thing, too, because I yeah. got, like, five kids, B. So, yeah. So being a creator, like you said, I got a whole bunch of shit on my hard drive, too, that nobody's yeah. ever seen before. Yeah, yeah. I was just telling homeboy last night about it. And you're right, man. I just got to push that shit out because I did try the YouTube thing. And the only thing is just like time got involved and shit with the kids. And, you know, what I'm saying it's just harder for a creator like myself. And then, like, yeah. I got a job nine to five. That shit, like, sucks the creativity out of me. Like you said, be some shit I don't want to do. Yeah. Last two weeks, man, I've been thinking about quitting this motherfucker because I just want to do this. You know what I'm saying? Now, everything that you see here, you know what I'm saying, it's got me to a where I'm at today. Yeah. But back to you, though. And it's a beautiful studio. You got to rock with my man, Banda. He got the studios on swole. The vibe, the energy is great. Backdrop, lighting, music equipment. The booth is insane. The booth is, like, crafted. You know what I'm saying? You got it, the felt on the inside, outside. Like, yeah, this looks like a Nintendo, Super Nintendo Mario pipe portal. To the castle, door to the castle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, back to your early days when you, you still back in the south side. I know you travel back and forth to L.A. now. Like, what, what was the jobs that you would do, man, in the beginning, and, bro? And also to, to, to run it back, like, you know, this is no hate to anyone that has a 9 to 5. I'm not disrespecting people that have jobs and things of this, oh, you yeah. know, things like that. A job is great and a job is fine and no disrespect towards that. But what you got to understand is that I dedicated my whole life and my whole being and my whole soul and my whole energy to this. So it's like... This ain't a job to me. This is my life. So right now I'm working. When I leave here, I'm working. Tonight I'm working. It's not, I don't have a nine to five. I'm working every single day, every single hour of my life because this is my life. This is my dream. This is my passion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's, it, there's many words you can call it, you know, but really at the end of the day, it's like something I'm so passionate about. I've been doing this shit for 16, 17 years. Yeah, I haven't yeah. stopped. You know, I've wanted to stop at some, some little points because, because it's, other people's fucked up energy. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Way people do you dirty, try to, you know, all that other shit, other, other people's energy, that's the only thing that ever tried to trip me up. But then it's like, I got to fall back, take a Zen moment, get in my head and say, bro, you, you've been doing this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it ain't nothing for me to do it because I'm going to do this shit for my whole life. You know what no, I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to be like 50, 60, 70, 80, Still doing, doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've already run it back in my head so many times. Like, there's no other option. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. There's none. Like, let me set up a retirement plan or something. You know, we'll get, <laughs> reti we'll get a retirement fund going, but I'm not going to stop shooting ever. Yeah. You know what I'm Until saying? Until you get that Hollywood star or what? Me, uh, Hollywood star would be cool. I wouldn't. 
ever think about it, but I just really want my family to be, you know, cool, cool, taken care of. I want everybody to be comfortable. Um, you know what I'm saying? I probably would just like to be like one of the greats of all time, photography wise. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? David LaChapelle, Henry Cartier, Brisson, um, like really big names and museums and galleries and and things like this. Um, I'll be there. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I took this little detour in the rap game, entertainment game for damn near like two decades. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I really wanted to be like this artist. I really wanted to be like this conceptual gallery artist with like, you know, big setup scenes and kind of like socially, politically controversial themes, you know, and that's kind of how I started off was doing my photography stuff, you know, um, doing the photography. Really, I started doing this when I started when we were skating around the city. You know what I'm saying? We were skating around. We were just like, I don't know, seventh, eighth grade, ninth grade, you know, skating around and they need to, you know, someone needs to film it. Someone needs to photograph it. We're putting Document videos, it. putting videos together. This is the VHS days. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to show off my age too much, but this is <laughs> the VHS days. So, you know, it's not too hard to make a VHS. Well, I guess it was back then a little bit. You had to get like a little avid board or like you had to edit the shit analog manually. I don't mean to show my age again, but yeah, we, we, we've edited VHS tapes manually. You know what no I'm saying? Shit. And added titles and all types of shit to it. So like that was really my beginning start. You know what I'm saying? Um, really was you know just running around the city ragtag with my friends. You know, no care in the world, just skating. We weren't thinking, oh, I'm gonna be an artist. I'm gonna be a photographer, videographer. I'm gonna do this. We weren't thinking none of that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're just like, yo, like. We're looking for the next ill spot, rail, handrail, stair, set. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, we're trying to meet new skaters and stuff. You know, we're kids. We're really kids. But, like, I think a lot of that kind of, it laid the ground print. Um, it laid the blueprint, excuse me, <clears throat> for uh, for what was to come, you know. Because we were skating around doing it ourselves, getting kicked out of places, getting chased by the Young police. thrashers. Young thrashers. And it was like. We loved it. And it's like I kind of still keep that energy with me today when I move around with the cameras. Like, this, my, the camera is my world. When, when I'm holding the camera, it's like a sacred time. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, it's really like God is taking over the camera. You know what I'm saying? It's like his hands are on the camera. Because when I have the camera, I'm fearless. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll put it in any, anyone's face, do whatever I want with my camera. I'm not going to be aggressive and be disrespectful. Yeah, to yeah, nobody, yeah. but but what I'm saying is maybe if it's an event or concert or whatever, it's like I'm fearless with the camera. So yeah, I so see it, it, it's a place I go to where it's like I feel unstoppable because I know that I am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you, I yeah. know how to move, and that's the thing too. Is like if you're a young shooter, like like my biggest advice to you, other than like taking every opportunity, is like learn how to move. Literally, like learn how to walk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Learn how to sidestep. Learn how to walk backwards. Like, learn how to move around in a room. Don't show up looking all fucking crazy. Put on, put on a black fit. You know what I'm saying? Put, you don't want to be... I mean, maybe you do want to be the, the center of attention. I don't know. But when you're shooting events, concerts, backstage, VIP, things like that, you need to know how to... Who not, you don't want to step on people's toes. You don't want to be... The artist comes in the door and knocks you in the back of the head because you're standing in front of the door and now you on a bad footing with this cameraman he's blocking the entry and you know what i'm saying now you're you're on stage you're not watching your foot and you fall off in the pit or something you're looking crazy you know what i'm saying (laughs) you got to literally know how to move in a situation in a room special wires and shit all over the yeah like like learn how to move you know what i'm saying because and learn how to hold your camera because that's everything get that thing in focus get it stabilized you don't need a stabilizer just 
fucking learn how to hold that shit. You know what I'm saying? Stabilizer is cool. I'm not going to hang on it. But learn how to hold the camera and focus and operate it manually. Learn how to move around in a space. You know what I'm saying? And that's going to really give you, like, the fundamentals to doing some running gun, guerrilla shooting. You know what I'm saying? You have to be aware of your surroundings, and especially in Chicago, you have to be aware of your surroundings because you don't know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? You don't know who's got a problem that you're filming here or doing this or you're on their street or you're in their building or whatever. So it's like you always have to have your head on a swivel Why you're filming, why the camera's exposed in focus. You're not tripping over the curb. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to break the camera. It's like learning how to move is big, you know? Word, man. Yeah, I, I got a little off. Got a little off topic, you know. Yeah, you're good, man. That's what happens, man. We start talking, the conversations just goes, bro. No, no cap. But hey, I, I'm soaking in everything you fucking give me right now. Um, and all these young shooters out there are probably soaking this shit in when they hear this, man. So. But yeah, I mean, really, I got my start doing this skating shit. You know what I'm saying? And we were skating for a long time, and then, um, and then I was in high school, and then like. We were we were skating in high school still, you know what I'm saying? I think that's when when we we kind of got a little bit older, and then we can like we had cars, and we can go to like competitions and go out of state and go, you know, some of the homies are really good at skating and getting sponsored and all that stuff. And you know, it was really important to us back then in high school and like when you're a young kid and the, and these opportunities are something that, that you love and like, you know, it's just it's it's just kind of crazy to think that I went from there, and then after that like. I kind of, you know, I kind of dissolved from the skating thing, and uh, and more or less was kind of trying to figure out what I needed to do with my life because I was like, man, I can't make no money skating. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, like after, like towards the end of high school, it's like, man, like, you know, everyone got high school jobs and everyone wants to like pull up in a flex and whip or you know, people, you know, that age, you're like, man, I want to be independent and stuff. So it's like, man, I can't really. I'll be doing this skating shit. You know, it started getting childish to me. So I was, like, trying to figure out other avenues, you know, for my life, really, in general. And then, like, um, I had graduated high school, and I had got some money from my high school graduation, my little party. And I remember I had went to River Oaks. It was over by River Oaks, Circuit City by River Oaks, when they saw the Circuit City over there. You're telling your age again, bro. Yeah, and then I had went over there, and, uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I went over to the Circuit City over at River Oaks Mall, and there was this dope camera that was on sale. It was, it was a Sony camera. The CD Mavica, basically, is what it was called. And it took pictures, but it burned the pictures to a little mini disc. No shit. That was like a drive within the camera. And it was like on sale because who's fucking getting a mini disc camera? And you got to burn. It's like literally burning the images to the disc while you're taking them. It's crazy slow, and you know what I'm saying? But like at the time, I was like, this is so dope. And like I said, I was like a tech head, so that shit was like, oh, man, I want to get this camera just because, like, I thought it was tight. I just got out of school. Maybe I'll start taking some pictures of some things. You know, I didn't know real, exactly what I was doing. I was just turned on by the technology of it a little bit, you know? And then, uh, man, that camera really, like, you know, that camera really changed my life because I had brought that camera home, and I kind of just started taking pictures of my friends, my family, and I just started really getting into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, not for any skating reasons or anything like that. I kind of just like taking pictures and documenting, like, landscapes. And then it was like, oh, you know, let's go to, like, let's go to Wisconsin. Let's go to Milwaukee. Let's go to Gary. Let's go check out some bandos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, let's go yeah. see some abandoned shit. Let's go, you know, let's take the camera some places and see if we can't make some cool little pictures, you know? Not yeah. just, like, snapshots, but actually, like, yeah, like I'm really getting, I'm some shit. Yeah, I'm really starting to get into like the art and the love of photography through this little cheap ass camera. Yeah. You know, that burns images to a CD. <laughs> 
And then I had like stacks of CDs and shit. And um, I think the camera could only hold like 20 pictures on a CD. It was like cr something crazy like that. Um, you still got you still got that camera? No, I don't have the camera. That's crazy. And I sold it to my boy. I think I sold it to my boy Scotty B. I think he still has it. You know what I'm saying? Like he was an old skate homie. I don't exactly know what he wanted the camera for because it it, it's, it was a terrible camera. You know, you yeah. press the button, wait. It shot the photo like five seconds later. It would shoot the photo. Then it had to burn the photo for like 15 On seconds. The disc. Yes, so it was like it was like a thirty second process for one picture. No shit. You know, so I think that's when I got into really like I got to make this one count right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I couldn't just yeah. I couldn't just speed shoot shutter it off. You know, it was like okay, that's it. Now I got to wait for this shit to burn. The light is flashing. Like I'm in Gary and uh, the abandoned fucking whatever gymnasium. You know, but it was really like my ticket to exploration. That camera It was my first ticket to exploration and kind of like. You know, it kind of more or less, kind of more or less was like my entry point, you know, to actually doing something other than just like fucking around with my friends. And, you know, I, I kind of started taking it a little more serious, you know, it's like, okay, you know, I like what I'm getting out of here. Like I said, I like to bring it home and see what I got. And then from then it was just like, you know, you meet people and you hang out with people, you have friends and shit like that. And that's, you know, that's how everything happens. And one of my buddies uh, that I used to skate with, uh, Brazil, Shout out Brazil, my homie's from Brazil, his name's Helton, but everyone calls him Brazil, and uh, he's done a lot of big things, Tyga and Diddy, and uh, stuff in the dance world, and a lot of stuff in California and Hollywood, and uh, and he was like a young kid that was coming up, he was the youngest one out of all of us, he was like a real, really a child, and he was like, he, his hustle was crazy, yeah. no one believed him, because he was like, you're like a little kid, but his hustle was crazy, it was like more than any grown man, you feel me? Yeah. He had dreams and ambitions, that people were like, bro, you're like 14, he's like literally a 14. So he gave me, he got me my first, first photo shoot. He booked my first photo shoot for me at 14. He, oh, was, he was 14. And he was like, look, bro, you got a talent, and I really want to introduce you to these guys. And they got some money to do a photo shoot. My boy Tommy Mack, a.k.a. Seal Fresh, with the Rap Star Group. So I had went over to his house. Oh, what up, bro? We've seen some of your pictures. We like your work, whatever. Yeah, we want to book a photo shoot. Um, they gave me 200 bucks to shoot the photos. We shot for about like an hour in their loft, a couple dudes, a couple, couple rap dudes, you know, just little fly outfits and yeah, little, yeah. little cool pictures on the fire escape and whatever. And you shot it on this camera too? Yeah, yeah, shot it on that camera. And then, um, and then after that, it was like, you know, it was like the light bulb had went off after that day. I was like, okay, I just, I just I w I've been doing this shit for, I don't even know how long I had been doing it at that point with that little camera, but it's like, now I did it in one hour and made $200. Now it's like, let's go. <laughs> after that, it was like, make it $200 an hour. Yeah. After that, it was straight up, you know, something went off and I was like, yeah, yeah. And then after that, when did you jump into like videos, bro? Uh, shit, I had jumped into the videos. Like, it, it, it's weird that like all this kind of stuff correlates with like a camera, you know what I'm saying? Or like a camera purchase. But um, like I said, with the skating stuff, we had Hi8 tapes and VHSC cameras. and um, Still got some of them tapes, too? Yeah, we still got some of them tapes, but we don't have nothing to capture them on. We don't have no camera. We don't have no AV cables. I real talk have to um, go take it to, like, a place that does, uh, what's, well, that? Uh, what's that? Uh, camera places and yeah, shit? Yeah, restor not restoration, but, like, they archive footage and shit like that. So you'll give them the tapes and pay them a fee, and they'll cap capture each tape. I just don't really feel like getting the software and the whatever. It's like a board or a card or whatever. Plug the whole the, shit up. Yeah, so the red, white, yellow it. cables <laughs> and, you know, mini DV tapes. So, like, I got some of those old tapes. But so, like I say, like, I had video cameras, you know, and, I, and, and we were filming shit back then. But I kind of fell off that, that, that skate stuff. And I was like, let's go try to make these pictures. 
And then fast forward to when the uh, Canon 5D Mark II had came out. It was like the first digital SLR that had like a really good video quality. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It had a... Uh, that shit, was, that shit was crispy for the time. I don't remember what the exact thing was, but it just looked nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't even know if I remembered or even knew what the specs were. I was just like, just damn, this shit looks nice. crispy. You know, it, was a sh it had a sharp video quality uh, when it came to... Uh, Shoot. Yeah, when it, yeah. When it came to putting that bitch on the screen, it was it, it looked it looked pretty impressive for for its time, you know. And basically, my buddy uh, Bogdan, he had. Uh, so you were like fifteen. Uh, no, 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 no. This is no, no. This is fast later. forward. This was fast forward after the CD Mavica. Uh, then I had upgraded to the first digital Rebel. That was the. It was called the three hundred D, the one hundred D. I don't remember, but it was the first digital Rebel. You know, it was like the first affordable quote-unquote digital slr yeah. i think it was like a thousand bucks or something like that and i love that camera that's Crazy. when the transition to digital started happening yeah right? the transition to digital and that was when people were still like digital um or uh, film that was on the yeah the digital or digital film yeah they were on the fence you know going back and forth and um that was like a camera that i fell in love with that digital rebel you know and um i know i'm jumping around a lot here and shit but the 5d mark ii when that you know that video quality had come out uh, my boy Bogdan, he uh, had a company called Paisley. They made the little hats with the plastic letters on them, and they were charging like a crazy amount of price for them. And ASAP Rocky and Future was wearing them. It has like YSL, yen, dollar sign, lire, or, or euro, or whatever it was. Um, and he was basically like doing pop-ups, and um, he was doing all kinds of trade shows. He's like, bro, I need you to video this. And I was like, I don't even do video, bro. I'm not trying to do video. I'm not into that. I want to be a photographer. He's like, nah, bro, can you just please help me with this video? Like, it'll be real simple. I'm gonna pay you good money and I'm gonna take you and take you places and shit. And that was my friend too, you know, a good friend of mine. So it was like, this is like a win, 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 win situation. I, I guess I'll just do the video for him. So then, I, so then when we were doing the video, I was doing it real carefree and just capturing everything. We were making fun edits and having fun with it, you know? So that's kind of like, that's kind of more or less kind of what transitioned me into doing video was my guy saying, like, I need you for this. I need you for this. And then it was like I started doing that. I started doing those videos. And uh, <clears throat> and people were like, yo, can you do music videos? Can you do this, this? And I'm like, well, I, you know, I could learn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I could learn. So, like, so like the first music video that I had did was, uh, was for a group called Naughty and Kane. And they're from Harvey, Illinois. And the song was called Harvey World. And... Uh, and I had met them just kind of like through a mutual friend and they were like, yo, can you, you know, we need a music video. Can you do a music video for us? And I had never shot a music video in my life. I never even knew how to shoot a music video. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like at all. I filmed some skating and I filmed some self-event stuff and, you know, I could film, but I just, I was more focused on my photography, but I was like, you know, I'll try, you know, I guess I could learn how to film a music video. So he's like, bet, we got like 500 bucks. I said, okay, cool. Like, this is sounding great. Because now from going from a couple hundred, 200, 300, taking pictures, now I'm about to go make 500 bucks doing this little video. So it was like, okay, because there's a little more extra to it. You got to edit it and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I was like, all right, cool. So then I went with them, filmed the video. Uh, it was on my roommate's camera at the time. Because uh, this shit, I'm telling the story. Yeah. I'm telling this shit all, the timeline is crazy right now. You know what I'm saying? The timeline's all over the place. So I wouldn't even like, Man, I wouldn't even hold so much to touch about you. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's a lot of touch. So, so basically, um, so basically I had borrowed my uh, roommate's camera, my boy GL Joe. He had did the Cool Kids, Black Mags video, Penny's video back in the day um, for that group, the Cool Kids. And um, 
he basically had borrowed a camera from his boy, Jake. So I'm borrowing his camera that he borrowed from somebody. It was a Sony VX2000 mini DV little camera. And uh, basically, I had just went to Harvey and just filmed that shit. And like halfway through, like halfway through the video, bro, it was like someone was on the song that I didn't even know was on the song. I, I was like, I didn't, even, I didn't know who was on the song. I didn't know how the song went. <laughs> I didn't know anything. Bro. They were just like, here's 500, pull up. I was like, well, shit, let me grab your camera, bro. Can I borrow it? Bet I'm going to go try this out. And then so I went and filmed it. Everything went good. It was dope. And then, um, and then I had come back to the crib with the footage. I didn't even know how to edit a music video. My boy, KCB, he charged me 50 bucks for his copy of Final Cut because then it was like you wanted the actual software. He had the actual software, the discs, and he yeah, installed yeah. this. It was one like bootleg and shit and everything like that. It was like an actual copy. Paid him 50 for the copy. And then it was basically like no one wanted to teach me how to basically edit because they all were doing videos and shit. And I was like the photographer. So like, you're the photographer, bro. Why are you trying to edit videos and shit? I'm like, bro, I need help. Just help me out with this. And they wouldn't help me, bro. It was crazy. And then, but my, but my boy Joe, he did say like, look, bro, I'm going to help you do one thing. I'm going to show you how to line the lips up, so how to sync the audio to the video. And then you got to figure everything else out because no one else helped them. That's supposedly what they want to say. Like, I got to like, I got to go up the ranks or something, you know? That, that's crazy. But, 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 but whatever, dog, it's a different time. You know, yeah, was yeah. A, that was a different, that was a different Everybody's time. On motherfuckers, own. Yeah, motherfuckers were on tape. There was no Instagram. There was no YouTube. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Everybody people, was trying to get their own. Yeah, people were doing actual video productions. They weren't trying to like do like. <laughs> it was they, time. They, yeah, they weren't doing DIY, new, new era. Let's put it on YouTube and shit because that, that wasn't even like a thought process. I think YouTube was around that back then, I think, because I think the video did go up on YouTube, but it was like a, at its infancy, you know? Yeah, so you learning? So then I just learned how to do that one video, bro. It took me like two weeks damn near to edit that motherfucker. I probably edited it so crazy. I could edit a video now in like a couple hours. It's you know, fucking like go crazy. crazy. I go crazy now, like because I'm like a robot. I'm like a machine. I got it down to a science now, but before, I mean, not before, but that first video was rough, you know, but... It was cool. Like, I, I get it. The homies want to show tough love. Like, man, no one showed us. We don't have no tutorials. Like, just do it. You know, here's how you sync the lips, and I'll figure the rest out. I just started cutting and figuring out the key strokes, and that was Final Cut 7. Final Cut. Yeah, the old one. Yeah, the old <laughs> first one almost, right? Yeah, the, like, more or less the original one before it got all modernized, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, since then, it's just like, let's go. Get your first paid video shoot. Get your first paid photo shoot. Get a couple of light bulbs going off and just hustle. And just hustle. Yeah. You know, and just start shooting shit for yourself. Start practicing, mastering the craft. You know what I'm saying? Doing things for you personally. Like, all the stuff I'm doing now is personal work, and I'm about to go crazy. Because yeah. it's just me flexing my creative muscle. And it's just, it's and that's going to bring in business. Because people say, oh, man, we want to work with you now because this is so dope. Or something like that, you know? So you got to always work on your personal work, too. You don't want to just show everybody, oh, look at this... Uh, Look at this music video I shot. Look at this wedding I shot. Like, okay, but you give them a piece of you too. You know what I'm saying? Give them a piece of Banda. Give them a piece of Nikki. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. you're looking at other people. You're looking at my work of other people, but you're not seeing my work from my soul, my heart. But yeah. then, again, it always takes time and, and evolution to get to that point. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody, everybody evolves and progresses at a different pace, and, yeah. that's, and that's cool. You know what I'm saying? I know some cats that just jump in the game and someone gave him some money or someone paid him for some videos and now I'm just about to get the newest Sony and the newest gimbal and the newest this and I'm going to watch uh, Chase Jarvis uh, tutorial or whoever, Jared, the YouTube, basically the YouTubers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm going to get the newest gear, I'm going to watch the YouTubers, uh, I'm going to watch my favorite young directors and then I'm just going to emulate their style, you know? And some people, you know, 
Some people have a different path, a different goal, a different vision, so not everyone's going to operate at the same pace. Would it take someone to get one year to? It might take someone 10 years. It's just people are on different paths, different wavelengths, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and what I always like to stress is, like, be in competition with yourself, you know what I'm saying? Be, like, try to be in competition and make you the best you can be. Because comp- competing with your peers and all that shit, that's corny, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're artists, dog. Yeah. Like, I'm not no... F- I'm not no fucking Olympian, dog. Yeah. I'm not trying to beat you to the finish line. Yeah. I'll see you. I'll see you when I get there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't care or when I get there. Yeah, I don't care if you get there first, bro. Save a seat for me or yeah. something. Look out for me when I get there. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll see if you look out for me when our, I get there. You resources, feel me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but uh, like I say, man, this shit ain't no fucking race. Like, you know, good art takes time. So it's like I just dropped this book, thecloutbook.com, is where you can pick it up from. Um, it's really like my legacy in that. That book, you know what I'm saying? Basically, yeah. basically, every single famous person you could think of is in there, other than like Lady Gaga and a couple of other people. You know what I'm saying? Like every entertainer, um, a musician, probably from the past decade that has been popular, uh, I photographed in some capacity, and I got them in there. Um, it's just def- de- definitely in the in definitely in the hip hop um, industry, rap music industry, urban entertainment industry. So after you fucking shot up here, man, after you got to where you're at in Chicago, becoming a fucking big shooter in Chicago, everybody knowing your name. Like, when was the first big like artist to reach out to you, man, to do some work with you? Well, the first big artist to to reach out to me and work with me was Twister. Uh, oh shit! Well, and that was in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? And that was like the first time that I felt like, yeah, we're on the right path right now. You know what I'm saying? Because we, cause we grew up on Twister. Twister we love yeah, Twister, yeah. bro. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. We, grew, and this we grew up on we grew up on Twister, Bone Thugs, and, you know, all these, you know, TLC. Yeah. And, 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 you know, The Box. We used to watch The Box, MTV, you know. The Box was like uh, MTV, but you would call in and you get to request videos, you know, pre-internet type shit. <laughs> <laughs> So you would call in and be like, yeah, I want to, you know, I want to put on that Coolio video. It's like, okay, we're about to bill your phone like $10. And your, your mom would be like, what the fuck's going on here? The phone bill's like $200. Fucking long People have been calling board. the box and they want, yeah, yeah, I want to put on that new Green Day or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. back in the day. But uh, yeah, I mean, we grew up on Twist and we grew up on all that Chicago shit. So, oh, so, so to work with him, it was like, okay, this is, this is legitimizing it. You know what I'm saying? That was like my first official stamp. Like, okay, now I'm like, this is legitimate. You know what I'm saying? And now we're doing uh, videos, music videos, concert things. I went on a couple t- little tours with him and, he, and you know, they on the tour bus, jumping in and off the stage. Uh, Twisted showing nothing but love, you know, working with the kid, cutting checks, helping me out. Such a nice dude, anything that you want, you know, he's just such a cool, humble person, you know, and um, he taught me a lot, you know, he taught me a lot, and it's like, um, I have a video on my Instagram of him, but it's one of those things where I had filmed him, and uh, he was giving, like, a talk to, I think it was, like, a youth group or something, and he said, like, one thing about being famous that you have to understand is if you really want to be famous, once you become famous, you lose your privacy, you know, so then at that point, it's like, you can't be that dickhead-ass artist oh, fuck these people. I don't want these people coming up to me. Get them away from me. I need security. Well, you asked for this shit, bro. Yeah. You wanted to be famous. You got to come, you got to take what comes with that, you know? That's why I was never really attracted to fame too much. You know, that's why I was never like, you know, I'm chasing the dream, not the fame, you know? So it's one of those things. 
I've seen a lot of fame in my life where it's like, that's cool. I would like to, I would like my art to be famous maybe or like have some type of infamy. You know, I don't know exactly if I need to be like the figurehead where like I'm a famous person or someone. You know, I never wanted to be that particularly. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? I just wanted to do my thing. Yeah. That's all I really, <laughs> I just really wanted to do my thing underground king low key, you dig? So yeah. it was like, you know. So after Twister, it was just like skyrocketed even further. Well, after Twister, it's just like I had some type of legitimacy. Ah. Legitimacy. Yeah, I had some legitimacy to my name. So then it was like, okay, so Twister's at this level, and all these artists that I've been working with are below his level, so to speak. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's like now I've raised to a level where all the people that want videos and things like that, like we can do those videos, but it's going to be like a different price. It's going to be like a different visual look. It's not going to be like just all the stuff that I've been doing. We have to start progressing. You know what I'm saying? We have to start put, putting a structure in order. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a whole hierarchy to this shit, yeah. unfortunately. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's the independent artists, the little guys, the medium, big, the heavies. There's a whole hierarchy to this shit, and there's a whole chain of command that, uh, that comes in place with that. And you climb that ladder, and you climb that mountain, you know, year after year after year. So it's like, you know, you kind of have to more or less figure out where people fit accordingly in your client list you know what i'm saying as far as like okay well this guy you know some people you got to look out more for because it's a little guy and i always do that and then some people like a bigger artist there ain't much you got to do because the label or they're taking care of it and you just show up and shoot it you know so it's like it's kind of like a give and take but i always still work with young artists i always still work with up-and-coming artists independent artists um, label artists, whatever, you know, it's just like working with the labels, like a little more difficult. Cause there's just like a lot of hoops to jump through. There's a lot of people sitting around a table talking about shit. You know, it's like, it's not just us. It's not just like, boom, let's go, let's yeah. go, let's go, let's run it. Let's hustle. It's like, well, you know, let's talk about that for another week. You know, you got to make sure everything's right. Everything looks good for yeah. them. What, 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 what they're portraying out there. Yeah, we'll send you your money in 90 days and we'll sit around and talk about the shit. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> man, I could be going crazy in the streets. But it's like, it's one of those things where, you know, you got to progress and evolve. And, you know, it's always, come, it's always cool to come back and fuck with the streets. It's always cool to come back and do what you love to do with people that you care about and people that have looked out for you and you want to look out for them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like always a give and take and... You know, I would never say I ever got too big for anybody. No one could say that. It's about yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's nobody that could say, oh, man, he, he got Hollywood. He, you know, someone came to my uh, book release. They're like, oh, we just came to see if you got Hollywood, bro. For real? I said, you coming to my book release and talking to me like that makes you seem Hollywood, bro. <laughs> for real? Yeah. I said, do I look Hollywood to you? Yeah, that's crazy. I said, you going to give me a hug, bro? What's up? I got all these people in here fucking with me heavy. They come from the mud, too. You know what I'm saying? And he came to your book release to, to see if I'm Hollywood. Didn't buy a book. <laughs> Didn't even kick it. He said, you want to come to see if I'm Hollywood? And he took a picture with me, which is cool. Yeah. I'm not, you know, whatever. But it's just like, it's just one of those things where it's like, no one could say I'm Hollywood, bro. You could reach out to me, hit me up like a man, talk to me about business, and we can proceed accordingly. Yeah. I'm a business at the end of the day as well as an artist. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to say, oh, fuck your song, bro, or fuck so-and-so, or I don't mess with so-and-so because they mess with so-and-so. Like, I was never like, I'm not a gangbanger, dog. I'm not, you know, I work with everybody. I work with all sides of the city, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And no disrespect to the gangs. I fuck with everybody. 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 And I got beef with nobody. And no one got beef with me because I do good business, bro. So it's like... You know, I don't mean to, I don't mean to like show my cards, but there's some people that I worked with ten years ago. I'm still giving them the same price. 
price never changed for them. Yeah. Their grandfather locked in because I would never do that to them. Oh, you still need one for the low? Bet, I got you. No one else is going to get that price because I'm working with new people in a new category in my life. But you from 10 years ago, dog, when you were looking out for me, when I was coming up, I'm still looking out for you. Let's go. That's love. You know what I'm saying? So it's like no one could say I'm Hollywood, bro. Stop fucking around. Because you see some image on, uh, online or you got some weird, goofy-ass shit portrayed in your head, bro. A lot of people in this corona, bro, they got in their head too much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People start getting in their head, bro, and that's the thing. It Don't get in your head too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, let your heart dictate this shit. Yeah. Because you start getting in your head too much, you start double-guessing yourself, and you start worrying about other people think about you, bro. That's when, that's when you start to lose grip of who you are as an artist. What do people think of me? Who gives a fuck? I don't give a fuck what nobody <laughs> thinks about me, dog. Fuck what people think. I don't. I don't care what anyone thinks about me. So it's one of those things where, like, you know, you got to be a strong individual, dog. Because there's a lot of people that's going to try to throw shade your way and shit on you and tell you no and, oh, this ain't good. And it, you don't know. Yeah. It's good to me. It's it good feels, to me as feel, the artist. It feels good to me. So and, and I do shit for me. I didn't do this for you. Now, if you want to hire me for a video and this, this, and that, and book me and pay me, and now I'm doing something for you. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, like, I, I march to the beat of my own drum, period. You know what I'm saying? Like, like do you ever deal with, like, over-aggressively artists, like, they want to do it their kind of way, or you just, like... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, if you're an overly aggressive artist, and you got a vision, and you want to do it your way, and, my, and you don't want to go with my ideas, that's cool. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not one of these guys that's going to be all, like, crazy about creative control. Let's collaborate then. Yeah, that's yeah. all that is. It's like, it cool. Like, you got a vision. You want to do this. You want, I want to go this way. You want to go that way. At the end of the day, you're the client. At the end of the day, you're paying for something. We're in a business agreement. We're collaborating. We're, we're two artists working together. So let's do it your way. Not opposed to it. Let's see where it goes. Sometimes it turns out great. Sometimes we got to take a U-turn. You know what I'm saying? It's just every situation is kind of more or less like, you know, it's own like kind of individual uh, as its own like parameters, you know? Yeah. For the most part, though, you go in there and when y'all set up the meetings and shit, just let them know how it's going to go yeah. down, your vision, all that shit. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's like, we get a pre-production. Man, it's, it's just, it could go anyway. We could have pre-production meetings for a month and do the video, or we could just meet yesterday and jump out in the streets and do a video, and that shit might turn out better than the thing we planned months for. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing that people understand. Can we get a treatment? Can we do this? Some of my best videos we didn't even think about. Some of, my, some of my best videos, we put the song on. Okay, this is cool, this is cool. We want to do a daytime video, nighttime video. Okay, cool. We need a car. We need a girl. We need, we're, we're, what are we doing? A solo video? We're doing a party video. We need bodies. We're doing the story thematic. We need the B-roll of people. We need a storyline. What's up? You know what I'm saying? Like, we could figure that out. What locations do you want to go to? Well, I know this location. I know that. It's, it's simple. You know what I'm saying? It's it's really simplistic if you think about it. That's why a lot of people that hit me up and anyone that's listening that's hit, that's trying to hit me up, it's really simpler than a lot of people make it out to be. Let's figure out the location because a lot of people they, they got expect. I don't know what a lot of people expectations are, but you have to just be open minded that everybody's expectation is different. Some people think you're supposed to show up with a trailer and a guy in a clipboard and uh, <laughs> and someone's bringing you waters and it's like, but bro. You, but you just got on Spotify or something. You know what I'm saying? It's like every situation is going to be different. So it's like figure out when you want to shoot the video. Let's get them locations in order. You know, get a dope outfit together. A couple of them. Practice your song. 
Yeah, right. Get, that's, get, your that's like, get, get your mannerisms right because it's going to help you out in your video and it's going to help me out in the editing. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't have to, oh, you're looking away. You had a booger in your nose. You're, you, you know, you, you, your pants falling off in this scene or what have you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like you know, you get the fit right, the mannerisms right. You, you're, you're on a thousand. I'm on a thousand. Now we're cooking. You know what I'm saying? And we can cook like that. There's a lot of artists that I've worked with. A lot of the artists that I've worked with that we've done multiple, multiple videos is because we just work so well together. We've just boom, tsh, we just work quick. That's how I like to work. I like to work quick because we can get a lot done with a little bit of time. We can get into other things. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. how that's how a lot of artists like Famous Dex and a couple others popped was just because they were straight content, rapid drop fire, it, drop rapid it, drop fire, it, rapid it, fire, it, rapid it. fire. Because bro, especially like. Internet is evolving, and it's not like it used to be. So it's like people lose interest after like one hour, one day. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it used to be where we're gonna push this video for like two months or yeah. whatever. We're gonna push this song on the radio for so many. You know, it's different now. That's what Gary V talks about: just dropping content, bro. Just dropping content, content. Yeah, because content. you you're really practicing, and you would think you'd want to. You're an artist. You're a musician. You're a visual artist. You're a photographer, a painter. You would think that's all you want to feed the world. Yeah. Feed the streets. You want to. You want to boom. Give them. Give them your energy. You know, because you got to make that like. What you really want to do is perfect your craft, and and the only way you're going to perfect your craft is by failing a couple times. You got to see what you know. You got to see what people are into. You got to see what. That's why it's like when I'm doing my photo selects or my editing or whatever it is that I'm doing. And I got somebody around the room, I'll ask them, hey, what do you think? This one or this one? This one or this one? This one or this one? This photo or this one? Wh which ones are you? And a lot of times, they'll say the photo that I like. Well, they'll say the photo. I'll like one photo, they'll like the other one. Yeah. I'll be like, but why is that? I want to know why you like this photo. Because it, is it the way that she's standing? Is it the way she's looking? Is it the way the camera is? The lighting is? Because I'm like really like a junkie to this image shit. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of these images and a lot of videos and photography especially is like that's what's going to change the world people watch netflix right <laughs> netflix is endless yeah that's that's video production that's art people are watching documentaries that's helping people learn that's helping change the world that's making people smarter you know what i'm saying yeah like i always got into this like knowing that i wanted to change the world with this shit you know what i'm saying whatever in whatever capacity that may be if that was doing a video for an artist and that artist had a great song and that and they love that song you know what i'm saying yeah oh and they watch that video all the time you know how you have your favorite artist you watch the video all the time oh i'm about to go out i'm about to turn up i'm about to do this put that video on it's my favorite video you know what i'm saying sometimes a video that might change that might change someone's day their mood and then just in that little way you kind of change the world a little bit you know what i'm saying somebody might have been in a bad day and then they watch your video and it, you know they might not even know it's your video but they might want to hear that you know you know, whatever it may be. Um, you know, they want to hear that one Post Malone song or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? And just seeing that video would be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you've affected a person in an indirect manner. You know what I'm saying? But then there's direct ways of influencing them as well. Directed by Nick Brzezinski, boom, on the screen. And people from my neighborhood are seeing, oh, I can't believe you did that. And I'm inspiring people from my neighborhood and from my, the place I come from. Now that's me changing a little part of the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, then, then you got to think on a grander scale. You know, you got to think of some of the greatest art in, in our lifetime and in our world and some of the greatest photographs that, that are going to be, that are going to live on forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, like the little naked girl with the, you know, she's running away from the napalm, um, like a super famous photograph. Um, Robert Frank, the Americans, 
Um, like got the rucksack ha uh, hat on. You've seen her. It's like National Geographic award-winning image. Like these images are going to live on forever. You know what I'm saying? And those images mean something to somebody. And you know that's kind of what I'm going for. Is like I want my art to live on forever. And up until this point, I kind of just been playing around. At this point, I've been having a good time, you know. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I tell people. I'm like, at this point, I've had a good time, you know. But it's time to start making some real art. You know what I'm saying? It's time to start getting back to me. Like, had a good time fucking around, traveling the world, and going in and running around parties, and hopping in and out of cars, and hanging out with rappers, and being backstage, front stage, kicked out, being outside <laughs> in the parking lot, at what? the hotel, being wherever. You know, it's been a good time, just. Being out, being around, filming and doing things for others. It's been beautiful. And Man, like, I, and, and, and I thank every single person that has ever given me an opportunity. I, I thank every single person that ever, has ever looked out for me. Because I appreciate that shit and I remember that shit, bro. I don't forget shit. Yeah. You know, mo most people forget shit. They get high. Oh, no, I don't forget shit. I remember shit. But it's, I don't want to say that in a mean way. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it's like, I remember who did things for me. And I remember who didn't. And I remember who I did things for, and I didn't too, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's a business. I hate saying that, but yeah, at the end of the day, it is a business. At the end of the day, bro. Like, you had to cut people. When I you're trying to, to make money. Yeah, because I had to cut people off too, man, just because the energy around them, that it wasn't the same where I'm going. You know what I'm saying? See, a couple of people, you know, a couple of people try to slick me, but it's like, you're playing yourself, bro. At the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? That's really what it is. It's like... It's like, okay, you, you try to get over on me or, 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 or get off on me on some money, and I could really count the people. It's like on one hand. You know what I'm saying? It's literally on one hand that have, like, tried to snake me or get over on me, and it's like, now you just can't work with me no more. That's all. Like, I don't even, I'm not worried about money. It's not about the money. Money is fake. Yeah. I'm not worried about money. Are you serious? You think that's what I'm worried about? That's the funny thing when people come to me like, why is this so much or why is this so much? Because I'm putting my heart into this shit. I don't even like to talk about money. Rich people, they don't talk about money. This shit's tacky. Yeah. They're talking about fucking no goddamn money. Do you want it or not? Because I'm about to put my all into this shit for you. Because once we're locked in, you can text me, call me, whenever. We can revise the video five times. I don't care, bro. Let's get your vision to life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not going to, oh, well, I'm going to need an extra $200. I'm going to, you know, people be, people run their, <laughs> everyone runs their business differently. You feel yeah, me? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's straightforward. Let's yeah, get flat, this shit done. flat rate, Nikki, let's go. I don't got time to say, well, you, I did 10 revisions and I did this and I have to charge you extra. Now, if you're in a corporate setting and, and you got people giving you money from Hennessy or Coca-Cola or something, yeah, that's how things work. You must charge for revisions and things like that. But if we're doing some street stuff for, you know, the guys, it's like, come on, man, can we work? Let's work yes. and let's move forward because this is just a day in my life. I'm ready to do another one and another one and another one. That's how so, I feel. So traveling around the world from putting this camera in your hand, man. After traveling around the world, your experiences that you experienced out there in the world, man, what, how was it? Man, this shit is, it's beautiful, you know? It's beautiful. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy to think about America and where we're at. And I love this country, and I think it's a beautiful country that we do live in. Um, I, love, I love America to death. It's just once you get out of the world, you just see how things are different. And not in a better way or not in a worse way. It's just in a different way. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not and it's not a positive, it's not a negative. It's just like there's some beautiful things out in the world landscape-wise. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of America on the West Coast is pretty. A lot of America in the middle is flat, you know, just from an artistic visual standpoint. I'm I'm speaking like, you know, the blunt is at its end. I'm out here like <laughs> on some super out there shit, you know, but it's like there's a lot of beautiful places in the world outside of America that if you can get to visit, I would visit like 
I mean, I was blessed enough that the camera brought me there. You know what I'm saying? It's, it seriously did because if I didn't have the camera, I mean, I don't think I'd be have my passport stamped up and, you know, going to uh, Ibiza and, um, you know, all these places. I'm, 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 you know, I'm drawing a little blank here, but like going to Athens, Greece, going to Mykonos, uh, you know, basically traveling to Ireland, Dublin, Scotland, um, you know, going to Germany, all types of places, bro. It's crazy. Like, I could, you know, it, it's kind of hard to think about um, just because, we, man, we've been talking for a minute and I ain't even really like getting started started. You yeah, know? I feel, no. Well, I feel like we're just getting started because I was like on a timeline vibe and it's like, man, I can't even keep the timeline to be honest. Like, shit, I'd rather just talk about some inspirational shit. Yeah, because it's just, it's, it's all inspiring, Because it's, like, it's like talking about cameras and all that shit. Like, I'm not really, a, I'm not really like a gearhead like that. Like, I'm into technology for sure. I like the latest type of technology, computers and like tech. Like, in terms of, in, in terms of like, like a gearhead, like, oh, I got to have the greatest this exact lens and polarizer. And this is what I'm shooting it at in this profile. And it's an S-log and this and that. And then, did, 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 did. like, I'm falling asleep, bro. <laughs> Straight up. So it's like... Whoever, whoever's out there, no disrespect. I know someone's got to do that. Someone's got to figure out the color, you know, yeah. color chemistry and all that, <laughs> color science. But it's like, it's like if you're out there, like, you could do it with anything. You do it with your iPhone now. That's the thing. Now everyone's got an iPhone. And that's crazy because if it was like, if I grew up in this time, I would have fucking made it bust with that iPhone. iPhone 4. I would have made that iPhone jump. Man, that iPhone is crazy. I would have made that. I, I would have made that iPhone jump. They, I would have showed up with the iPhone. What? Well, this is the guy we hired. Yeah, I'm about to go crazy. Put it in iMovie. Put it in iMovie. Put it in iMovie. I'm gonna color it. I'm gonna stabilize it. Sharpen it. We're gonna get crazy. Fuck it. <laughs> People shoot movies with this motherfuckers, mm. bro. Yeah, I seen you shoot type iPhone only on uh, YouTube or whatever, and they and but that's the beautiful thing about um, you know this art form is like. Now anyone has access to it, which is a beautiful thing. You want more people to have access to it. You know, you want more people to be able to tell their stories in the world. A lot of people, they, so a lot of people are elitist, dog. And I think a lot of people will come and they look at me, they say, oh, look at this guy. He's like, he's flexing, doing this and that and that. You know, I like to flex. Some, well, I, don't, I haven't really been flexing too much lately, but like, I like to flex sometimes when I'm on set because it's like, I like to show people that I came up with, like, yeah, that's who I'm doing this shit for. You know what I'm saying? I'm Inspiring. not. I'm not doing that shit to like. Oh man, I'm trying to get bitches. I'm not. Oh man, I, I need all the attention. Like, check out me. I'm just like, I'm doing that for the crib. Like, I'm doing that for like for the reason. I'm doing me. like that shit for like the thirty motherfuckers that really fuck with me. They're like, yeah, they it's, like to see that shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when I go do like nice ass shit, I'll be thinking like, man, I shouldn't be doing this. I should be saving my money or I should be doing something else. And then it's like, you know what? Motherfuckers that love me and care about me and support me would want me to do this shit. So fuck it. Let's run it up. That's facts. You know what I'm saying? Let's rent some crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's blow some money real real quick and get it back. Hey, that I wanted to ask you about that that gumball race experience. Yeah. How was that, man? Like I mean what, that, that what is I mean that, that? Is I mean that, like that, a race across the world type I mean shit? that's like my favorite thing ever. It's basically like it's basically one of my favorite things in life. You know what I'm saying? Other than jumping out, my girl took me to jump out of a plane for my birthday, which was raw. She had already done it, but it was her second time. It was my first, so that was raw. Like jumping out the plane, love that shit. 
You know what I'm saying? And then gumball. Skydiving and gumball. You know what I'm saying? Gets my fucking gears going. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because basically gumball 3000, it's like, it's an exclusive, like, seven country car rally. So a rally isn't necessarily a race. It's just like a point A to point B to yeah. point C destination. All the cars mob out, basically like a big cruise. So it's basically like, basically this is the gist of it. It's like, okay, I'm about to get all my friends. We're about to have like our own secret little club of all these million dollars worth of cars. And then we're going to start somewhere in some foreign country. And we're going to drive all of our cars and mob out through this foreign country and hit checkpoints along the way at fancy-ass restaurants, four-season hotels. Every night we stop into a country, they're going to have a fucking party for us, bottle service, a concert, a show. Everything is going to be set up in a very lavish and, you know, very nice (laughs) way. And we're going to do that for like 10 days. And we're going to go see like 10 different countries. We're just gonna film that shit all day, and we're gonna party all night, drive all day. We're gonna race sometimes. Sometimes we'll race. Sometimes we won't. Sometimes we'll get pulled over. Sometimes someone will get arrested. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sometimes some, some something bad might happen. You know what I'm saying? You know I don't want to say nothing yeah, crazy, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like you know what I'm saying? You know, we don't want nothing bad to happen, but it's like it's like anything can happen, really. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's the beauty of it is like. You're meeting people from foreign countries. You're meeting people from the countries that you go there because they're hosting you. And then you're meeting all these people on the rally because there's hundreds of people on the rally and they all bring their country cars out and they're all from different walks of life. So you're meeting Persian people. You're meeting people from Dubai. You're meeting, you know what I'm saying? You're meeting people from Africa. You're meeting people from all around the world. And then you're all coming together for the same love of adventure, travel, sport, cars, art, music. You know what I'm saying? It's all of that encapsulated into one. But it's primarily like a car thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. all that stuff is, is, is kind of like encapsulated. So they had Alec Monopoly painting cars one year, for example. You know, they got um, uh, world-famous DJs, you know, that come on tour with us and, 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 and rock out. And we got, you know, their celebrity guests, rappers, and things, things like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, every year it's different, really. Every year, it's kind of like different people come. Some people come. Some people go. I, I was fortunate to be able to do it for four years. Um, and shit, I look forward to doing it for some more years. Um, and there's some people that have went to every single one. There's some people that it's their first time, you know, and that's the beauty of it. It's like some people, it's their first gumball, and it's like, shit, this is my first gumball. was Miami to Ibiza. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we went from Miami to Atlanta to New York. We drove up the coast you know, acting bad. And then we shipped all the cars over to London. We got in a big-ass <laughs> plane, a, a oh, private shit. chartered jet with uh, all the cars stored under the jet. We flew over to London. It was my first time in London. Uh, we were partying crazy on the plane. The plane had got, like, onto uh, Vice magazine, and uh, a whole bunch of publications picked it up because we were in there putting people in the overhead compartment, smoking weed, people were probably having sex in the bathroom. There was just wild shit going on on that airplane. You know what I'm saying? And then we touched down in London. You know what I'm saying? So then, you know, we're taking over London. We're cruising down the, uh, you know, we're cruising down the whole coast of Europe, checking out all these fucking, you know, cities and countries I never even heard of or even, you know, never even thought I'm going to Paris. I'm seeing Paris. Loved it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. this isn't some shit I would do as a kid from the southeast side of Chicago. Yeah, I want to go see uh, what Paris is all about. Yeah, I'm just going to go out to Paris. 
everyone speaks fucking French. And I'm just going to go walk around. Like, what am I going to do there? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yo. You know what I'm saying? Experience all those different cultures, too, man. It must have been fucking embracing and inspiring as well, right? Oh, man. It's just, it's insane, bro. It's insane. That's a whole nother. It's insane, bro. It's crazy how the rest of the world acts, bro, and, and operates. It's insane. Because so, there's so much love, bro. There's a lot of love in the world. Yeah. And I think when you come to America, it was kind of this kind of place. This was this was a country kind of bred and born of racism. So there's always that inherent kind of weird kind of there'll be like a little couple of little like, you know, racist undertones, racial undertones, I should say. I don't want to say racist undertones, yeah. maybe racist. I don't know. But like basically like race is a race is a big thing here. You know what I'm saying? Like in other countries, yeah. not so much. You know, there, there's other shit going on in the world. You know, but Americans, you know, we love ourselves. So it's like, <laughs> go us. Yeah. But I, I mean, shit, you know, I'm an American dog, so it is what it is. But being around the world, it's like a beautiful learning experience. Going to Italy, the Venice Canals. You know what I'm saying? I was on the little boat with the little, like... The fucking guy pushing it. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, the gondola guy. <laughs> for real. Like, not Vegas, but for real. Yeah. And I was there with my, with, with my friends and my co-workers and my peers and my dogs and my homies you know what i'm saying i wasn't there just like oh, i'm a nerdy tourist i don't know what to do or i wasn't there just like scared alone like i was like having a great time working living life with the fam with the friends with the client you know just having a great time living my life and doing what i love to do and that's just like it doesn't get any better than that and i wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for the camera you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'd still yeah, probably yeah. be hanging out in Pilsen. Oh, let's go drink some fucking PBRs over fucking wherever at the gallery. Or, yeah, let's go hop the fence and go to Pitchfork. And, you know, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. Or nothing yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not disrespecting that, but it's, I'm just saying, like, That's what I wouldn't have been buying no damn tickets to Italy. I would just be kicking it around the crib. Plain and simple. Like, I'm just being honest. You know, I'm not trying to downplay myself, or I'm not trying to downplay anyone kicking it at the crib, but it's like... Some opportunities you wouldn't have if other things didn't present itself, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I wouldn't have done none of that shit if it wasn't for the camera. I would just be kicking it, and I would be content with kicking it. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, at the, end of the, at the end of the day, it's like, I'm, you know, I'm just a simple person, you know? I'm really a simple man. I just love my art. I love, you know, the people around me and the people that support me. Like, I really just like to create, so. Shit, so now, coming from the transition, from leaving Chicago... To go into Hollywood, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's get into it, because we keep going off on tangents. Yeah, 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 my bad. The gas is smoking. <laughs> and from transitioning from Chicago, man, to Hollywood, what made you move that push, bro? Like, what made you go forward? Just chasing dreams and... Uh, I think... I think it was more or less, like, I was born and raised in Chicago, and, like, I was, like, live and die by the city, you know? Like, I'm real prideful of the city, like most people, and... uh I work with so many people in the city, you know, West Side, South Side, North Side, uh, artists that were signed by labels, independent people, you know, shit, the list really goes on, you know, like, I, you know, I can't even really, it's not even really coming to my mind right now, but it's one of those things where uh, I feel like after you, after you kind of burn up all the spots, after you kind of met all the people you meet, after you kind of hit a couple ceilings, you know what I'm saying? It takes you hitting a couple ceilings where you're just like, okay, I'm doing the same thing. I'm doing, you know, it's starting to get a little monotonous. And then you start wanting more. You start wanting something different. Like, I never lived nowhere else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like my family don't move around, nothing yeah. like that. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not, 
from that type of lifestyle. Like I'm it just came from where I'm from, you know, I'm from, the, you know, I was never moving around. So it's like, I wasn't one of these kids. Oh, I moved in here at eighth grade or I moved here. My family moves around a lot or my family's in the military or whatever, what have you, you know, it's like, it's, I never moved nowhere. So like moving to LA was like, it was exciting for me really. But, um, it was just one of those things where it was like, okay, I, I can't keep doing the same thing in Chicago because I'm, I'm just, I've lost creative juice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I lost the creative juice. Like, I done tore up all the nooks and crannies of this city. And it's like a lot of the videos that we didn't shot, like people shot like 10 other videos there afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I literally shot a video on this rooftop for an artist. And then like a week later, a big director with a label and a bigger artist, quote unquote, shot at the same spot, bro. I don't want to name who, it, yeah, I don't want to yeah, disclose yeah. who it was or nothing. But I was like, okay, bet y'all just took my spot. Cool, cool. And it was, and basically I knew that, basically the person that was at the shoot, I know that they had told the other person about the spot. So I was basically, okay, y'all pop my spot. I did it for a little independent artist. You came through with the, all the extra gear and equipment. You know what I'm saying? Did it for the bigger artist with the label budget and y'all basically, you know, snatched my spot. But I'm not mad like that because, you know, I'm not like one of those people that's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm not really like that. I'm like, shit. But like, you just know they... Spread the love, but it's like, spread the love. But it's just, it's just shit cloud, like... Cloud it, chasing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just one of those things where it's like, where it's like, okay, people are using the same spots. We're doing the same shit. People want the same it's fucking... It's like cliche, look. right? I'm like, damn, I'm just tired of doing the same shit, you know? It's like cliche, bro. See the same shit over and over. And then it was like... You know, I was really running myself in circles. And then it's like at that time, it was like a lot of drill shit. People were perpetuating a lot of violence and shit like that. And it's just like, man, it's like, I can't really do this too much more longer. And then then I had a shoot. Uh, I, I won't say who it's for. Um, but like basically I had a shoot and they, there was like a drive-by shooting. They had shot up the set. And then I had to like duck behind a car and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm over here ducking behind a car, bullet fire. Like it turns to commando and shit. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. I've been doing this shit for so long at that, up until that point, I was just like, bro, like, what? Like, I was already tired of doing this shit. I was, I was, I was like already not wanting to be out in the streets and be moving around. I, I just wanted to do something creative and then it's like, now we're getting shot at and shit and it's just like, all right, bet, let's, uh, yeah, let's, you know, let's pack our bags and let's try something different. Let's go to somewhere different and just, like, start over, basically. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just go in a whole new direction, really. And that's why when, and then when, I, then when I went to California, it was like, now I'm starting to meet some open-minded, creative, weirdo individuals. <laughs> you know, a lot of weirdos out there. Yeah. So it's like now we're taking things in different directions and working with other people and, and uh, branching off. But I still do stuff for the streets, you know, um, a couple of street artists in Cali I've worked with and stuff, you know. So being in Cali, man, you basically met some big fucking characters out there too, right? How was Nipsey, man? I seen a I seen a Polaroid of you and Nipsey in that book, man. How was? Yeah, Nipsey was. Uh, I had met Nipsey at uh, South by Southwest, and that was at the um, what was it called, the Source House or something like that. I think it was what it was. It was like the little venue there, and. Uh, Nipsey was a very cool person. His energy, his vibe, um, just how he just how he moved. Going back to how you got to move, you know what I'm saying? He knew how to move in a room. Very humble dude. Man, uh, we were there with uh, one of the corporate brand sponsorship partners for the for the concert, so we were doing it for them. You know, I was there with one of the liquor sponsors, and uh, he had no problem, you know, posing with the product 
doing whatever we asked him to do. Like, dude was super cool. Like, I couldn't say much more. You know, I only met him that one time. And then uh, he had went up on stage. He had did his performance. And, uh, you know, people were, you know, people were definitely fucking with him at that time. Um, and then they kind of just skyrocketed after that. And then especially after his uh, death, you know, rest in peace. But uh, for that moment that I did share with him, like, that shit was raw. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't have nothing bad to say about it. Because there's some artists that you work with and you're like, oh, man, like, you really like this artist. And then you meet him and then it breaks your heart. So you're like, yo, you're a dick for real. <laughs> like, damn, you don't even have to be like a dick. Yeah. And I didn't even come at you sideways or awkward or like a fan or nothing like that at all. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Professional shit yeah, just come you up, yeah, yeah, just come up and introduce yourself to say a couple kind words to the person. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't even like, oh, sometimes it's not even like, oh, let me take a picture with you or let me get your information or nothing. It's just like going to give someone their flowers. You know what I'm saying? Yo, what's up? Da, da, da. Oh, uh, man, love, lo- love your music. Keep it up, bro. Yeah, bet. Psh, skate. Like, yeah, I'm that so-and-so at the thing. You don't got to take a picture with them. You don't got to do all that shit if you don't want to. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to do all that flexing. But I know sometimes people want to flex and get a picture, and you know that's when people start getting irritated and shit. But like I go say about the privacy, once you're famous, you give up your privacy, dog. So you wanted this, yeah. So can you give this little kid your picture, a little girl, whatever, <laughs> whoever asks you for a picture, just fucking take the picture, just bro. Just nice. keep it, keep Stick it pushing, it, bro. Yeah. Like, but you know, it's the fucking internet age, it's social media age. Now more than ever, of course, people want to take your pictures with you of you. Did 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 did. You're famous, bro. Now you're gonna now you're gonna treat me like a dick. <laughs> All right, bro. All right. You know, and that's happened with a couple of people. I would say that's happened with a, a little a little less than half the people that I met that were famous. I'm like, oh that person, I don't know about that person. But then you gotta think too, is like, these people are famous, man. These people are fucking out of their minds sometimes. It's like you don't know what they go through. See, I always think about shit from a couple different sides. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, dude was a dick, but like who knows what the fuck he got going on? I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna hate him or nothing, but like I got a funny story about it, you know? But then there's some people you meet and you're like, damn, that person was cool as fuck. And now you're like, boom, stamp. Now you're like listening to that person's music. You already listened to their music or you already were a fan of theirs. You're like, oh, now that now I met dude and he was cool and he this shit was he was a humble, cool person. Bet. Like you really into him. So like Nipsey was definitely and that that was definitely his vibe, you know? Yeah. The vibe I got from him was this just definitely like Man, he was a real cool, humble cat, you know? Shit, he want to take a picture with the alcohol, with the liquor, with the uh, with the fam, shit. He wanted to take a selfie, whatever. It was cool, you know? And there was, like, a lot of little shooters there, too, with just the digital SLRs putting the camera in, uh, in Nipsey's face, getting all kinds of footage, you know? So it's like, I don't know where that footage is now, you know? But at the time, it was Because cra- at the time, it was crazy, like... Cause you don't think nothing of it, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but then yeah. it's like, and then when someone passes, you're like, damn, and then you look at that footage like in a whole different light, it's crazy. It's like it's a historic relic at that point. Yeah, it's like look at this one off Nipsey show that he did at South by Southwest that's not on the internet that no one else has, that's nowhere. And it's like me and only two other people got this shit. Yeah, like, like I, what the fuck? I got some World Series footage, man, from when the Cubs World One Series down in Wrigleyville. Yeah, yeah, and like, motherfucker, I threw my GoPro up to the to the dude standing up on the fucking light post, and he got, like, the whole fucking view. Nobody's got this footage, Nicky. Yeah, you need to make that an NFT or put that on a stock page or something. For real. Like, I'll fucking show, I'll send you a snippet later, man, and it's a fucking, this dude just goes and pans, like, when the the Cubs won the World Series. Like, nobody's got that footage. It's priceless to me. So, it's like, I'm a big Cubs fan, too, even though you're a Southside, so we rivals two times a year. (laughs) Oh, you're a Cubs fan? Yeah, bro. It's all good. It's all love, though. Yeah, I was, like, really about that shit. 
I was like, like I was really about the South Side. I was really about the shit, you know. I was really about the rivalry, but then like being in LA, you get so like diluted and shit, and then you start evolving and changing as a person. And then you come back to shot. You're like, man, it's funny. It's how we, <laughs> we was over here fighting over baseball over teams. Baseball and shit. teams. <laughs> but I was like, you know, not a lot of cities are like our city, so it's like not a lot of people would understand that. Yeah. But um. But yeah, you know, I'm a uh, I'm a South Side guy. So I'll just get back to this book, man, before we... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Shit, yeah, we're so over here just... Yeah, we vibing. I don't know what, what kind hey, of time man, frame we're you We're vibing. Want, I'm kicking <laughs> it. I don't know how long people want to listen. I don't know if y'all tuned out. Shit. No, nah, shit, we good, though, I don't man. know if we went through all the specs yet. You feel shit, me? Shit, there's a whole lot, man. Yeah. We just got to I'm LA. just really getting loosened up. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah, I don't... That's what I'm saying. The conversation goes as long as you take. Hey, man, how was Flavor Flav, man, as an individual? Flavor Flav was cool as fuck. Flavor Flav was cool as hell. We, uh, my boy, my boy that uh, showed me how to sync up the footage, to sync up the lips to the video track, my boy Joe. You, he's, the, he's the one who put me on Flavor Flav. Oh, no shit. It was for a job for BET with uh, Mike Carson, who works with uh, Big Sean. And uh, my boy Joe's tapped in with a lot of uh, people that do like stage work and stuff like that. So that Flavor Flav, when I met him, that was for a uh, Fight the Power, that thing that they re- had redone for the Black Lives Matter for the BET Quarantine Awards. Yeah, yeah. It was like Flavor Flav. You know, it's basically like Public Enemy video. I filmed one part, someone else filmed another part, and there was a whole bunch of like other artists that jumped on it. So kind of was like a, it was basically like um, multiple shooters, you know, multiple artists, and then it was all merged into one because it was all shot on a green screen. And basically, me and Joe were assigned to go to Vegas and shoot uh, Flavor Flav. And he was cool as hell. No shit. Yeah, he was a nice dude, man. And and, and uh, no bullshit, bro. Flavor Flav turned the fuck up, dog. Like, he's an older dude. You know he's what a saying? hype man for well, he's, well, well, yeah, he's an older dude. But then, like, when he got in there, like, he turned it, he turned it up. Like, like, I'm talking about charisma and stage presence and all that that I'm talking about earlier. No he shit. turned it up, bro. And, like, he, he did, like, eight takes hard. Like, hard. Like that man was done after a while. He was sweating. That man was—he was ready. He was ready to. Yeah, he was ready Flavor to take the night off, Flav. dog. Flavor Flav did his thing. Yo, Flavor Flav did his thing. Who man? Who's like been some of your favorite artists you work with? So, in you know, in this past decade, bro. Uh, some of the my favorite artists that I've worked with. Yeah, let, me, let me see the book and I'll tell you because it's like I need I need like a I need a visual reference real quick. I need a real quick visual reference. So many backstage passes. This man's. This man's hey, young, Dol- young Dolph, he was a cool dude. That's like a draft pick? Yeah, Soldier Boy, man. Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy, I met him a couple times through various people, and Soldier Boy was always a real cool dude, man. His, you know, he's definitely an out there cat, too. You know, he thinks on a different wavelength. You know what I'm saying? That yeah, most yeah. people wouldn't kind of like understand you know that's why that's who why he is who he is uh paris hill and she was great uh meeting her she let me photograph her um little wayne i got to photograph him a couple times just on some like concert behind the scenes stuff and uh that's one of my favorite rappers man he was always pretty cool so like trinidad james he's a great guy you know um yeah that that concert we did with liptech man i shot we shot little wayne and hammond and I just yep. watched you, man, to move around the crowd, man, and just watch you work. It was, it was, it was cool as fuck to see your ass out there working. It was inspiring as shit. You know what I'm yeah, saying, bro? Yeah. Just to see your whole cadence in the, in the in the fucking game. You fucking tear it up, bro. 
And uh, man, Matt Kid Cudi, that shit was raw. Uh, he's a real nice dude. He's one of my favorite artists. So like, to meet him and for him to be so cool and humble and chill, like man, shit, that made my that that really made made everything to me. You went to his listening party too, right? Uh, yep, yeah, went to his listening party. I had shot it for uh, John Monopoly for. Uh, him and his wife uh, had the event, MBD. And um, basically they had hired me to do a video recap for the Kanye Kid Cudi thing. It was really nice, it was a really dope event. And um, yeah, when I met uh, Kid Cudi that night, very cool dude. It was very uh, humbling, you know, to meet someone that you really liked and listened to, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you got King Louie here, you got Little Herb here. These are all great guys. You know what I'm saying? Wiz Khalifa, great guy. Uh, 50 Cent, when I met him, great guy. You know what I'm saying? Trailer Park Boys, when I met him, great, great people. Bun B, psh, man, one of a kind, great guy. Snoop Dogg, when I met him, great guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ty Dolla Sign, awesome person. Lil Xan, cool people. You know what I'm saying? Lil Pump, yeah, he's definitely a cool dude. You know, a lot of a, a, a lot of people are cool. You know, yeah, yeah, more yeah. so than not cool. But like, when people when people are a dick, you know, it's like, you know, it kind of sticks out in your mind. And I won't, I don't want to air nobody out. You know, yeah, yeah, you good. I don't really care what they got to say or think. I mean, shit, we're just chopping it up. Yeah, Migos, they're cool, man. They got that whole attitude and swag. I love that shit. Post is cool. Two chains. I shot a couple different concerts of his through Coors Light uh, with my boy Tony B and Rex Cruz and uh, Two Chains. He's a cool, dude. All these models I've shot, they're all pretty cool. Everyone, I mean, any model that lets me photograph them and shoot shoot with me and collaborate, like pretty cool girls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You might come across like a bougie chick or something like that. Meek Mill. He seemed cool. He he had tried to, he had tried to get my camera wet, but I was like, I would I had jumped in the pool. It was at a Vegas pool party with my, my boy Passport Paul and Mez. And uh, they had hosted this, uh, Mez is like a cannabis brand. And they had hosted a pool party in Vegas. <laughs> with Diddy, Ice Cube performed, it was dope. And Meek Mill was there. Meek Mill was in the pool. I was like, fuck it, let's go. I'm, I'm in the pool too then. So I jumped in the pool with my $20,000 camera. Fucking holding it up. Everyone's in the pool splashing. Everyone uh, else, because everyone else jumping yeah, in the pool yeah. now. Meek Mill's in the pool, oh shit. Now everyone's in the fucking pool. And then pool. you're in there with the fucking camera. And then Meek's, you know, these people trying to splash me, but they were just playing with me. They were just having fun, but uh, yeah, that, that was <laughs> definitely a cool-ass moment. And then right after this, yeah, PMB Rock was in the pool with Meek. He had his chains on, full Louis Vuitton basketball fit. Uh, they just started throwing money in the middle of the pool. $100 bills, bro. Must be nice. Yeah, <laughs> just throwing hundreds, <laughs> <laughs> throwing hundreds all over the pool in Vegas, and people are going crazy. I was like, I was like, all right, cool. Gave me a little diversion. I had hopped out of the pool. You know, it was like one of them little shallow Vegas pools. Oh yeah, Twista, Lollapalooza with uh, Chance the Rapper. That was a while ago. Both of those dudes, you know, great guys. Yeah, man, Fredo, R.I.P. My dog, Fredo. Shh. Man, Fredo was such a cool dude. Man, he was such a humble person, and he's just like. Man, he was just, we did a grip of videos together, and he always, like, he was always a good guy, man. He always looked out. My boy Gettish, that's my dog, you know what I'm saying? You got little Chucky here, he's a cool guy. I got Jesus in the book getting arrested, you feel me? <laughs> I got this girl spreading her legs. This was at an amateur porno competition thing. It was at a nudist colony, and these girls all, like, basically had numbers on them. You feel me? 
like little like numbers and then you had them say oh i want to like number 20 i want to like order her up to like for like a scene i want to not not there yeah, specifically yeah. but like i need your information because we're going to do a, a, a sex scene at some point for my <laughs> porno company you know that was like some old shit it was some, it was wild but it was like a lot of dicks and a lot of tits and like a lot of crazy shit going just walking around it was yeah. i was it was younger in my career I, that's an older photo that i had thrown in there because these <laughs> photos span a long time i'm in this helicopter right here this is a gumball right here we we're in the russians helicopter they wanted to fly us to amsterdam in a private helicopter it's like just crazy stories like that you yeah. feel <laughs> me like every one of these pictures in this book like i could really tell a story um i'm probably going to start doing a series where i'm like boom this is like this i'm gonna start like Basically rolling the book out online, page by page, kind of yeah. maybe telling a story about it. Man, you, you can know. create another book, too, with all this fucking... I know you probably took some dope-ass uh, scenic fucking pictures. Yeah, we already have another book ready. Oh, we no have shit. a second book ready. Yeah, the second book is called Trigger Happy, and um, it's basically all the all the photos that didn't make it into the first book, because there wasn't enough room, all the photos that didn't make it into the first book, because they were too explicit, violent, uh, narcotics, guns, things, yeah. like that, things like that. A lot of landscapes, America, uh, roadside shit, Route 66, yeah. um, trigger happy. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, dope. All that, all the protest photos, all the, like, basically, like, here's America. You know what I'm saying? If any photographers are out there, just look it up. Robert Frank, the Americans. Government gave him a whole bunch of money back in the day to, um, to go acar- across the country, to document the state of things uh, after the Depression. So this guy, Robert Frank, took his camera, took the grants that he was given, and shot all these gritty photos, and the book was called The Americans. So it's kind of like, that's my inspiration for my second book, you know what I'm saying? This first book was more like, you know. Just you. Yeah, it's like clout is like, clout is just a word of a generation, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like a social commentary at where we're at in our lives. And, uh, you know, Cover in the front and back cover is more like take it how you want artistically, you know what I'm saying? And as, as far as your interpretation of it goes, but um, really it's a, you know, just a, a big book of like celebrities and things like that. And um, celebrities, models, famous people, things like that, you know, real kind of like glossy. So the trigger happy is kind of going to be like the gritty. You know, yeah, yeah, street photography. It's gonna be just grimy. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? That's the one that's gonna just have the stuff that probably shouldn't have gone in here, because this is more like this is more like PG art for you. Yeah, yeah. The, the next book is gonna be rated triple X, rated R shit. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Like the next one's gonna be gnarly. So, so yeah, you gotta be on the lookout for that. And then Rick Ross, I met I met him a couple times. He's a cool dude. Kevin Gates, love him, man. That guy's one of a kind. Um, girl from Mob Deep, man. I met him. He was a great dude. He was a cool ass dude. Man, so exploring New LA, how was that, man? Like, would you go out late nights and stuff? Uh, going to LA was kind of like shooting up. Going to LA was just like a whole new adventure to me because. One, I've always wanted to go out there. I've always wanted to be out there. So when I left Chicago, I was like, okay, if I wanted to go go big, I got to go New York, LA right now. Or at least if I want to go somewhere, not like go big. Like, yeah. <laughs> I want to blow up, bro. Yeah. How, do you, how do you blow up? I'm trying to blow. <laughs> like, no, I wasn't trying to blow up. You know what I'm saying? I just like wanted more for myself and I wanted to just evolve and progress, you know, professionally, artistically and creatively. So I was like, yeah, let's like, 
I'm more of an L.A. person than a New York person. Because when we were skating, I was like, man, we want to go to Cali. That's all the good skate spots are, the good weather. And then it's like, you know, you got weather, women, weed out there. So it's like, yeah, L.A. is the vibe, you know, Hollywood. And I'm like, yeah, this is where I can get all the people that I need to do all my crazy ideas and do all these stunts for me. We're going out to, you know, we're going to go out to Hollywood and we're just going to figure it out. (laughs) That's it. You know, it's like I only knew a couple people out there. Um, my boy Rick, he had put me up on shout out Rick Meta Photography. He had put me up in his uh, in his crib for a couple months. Let me sleep on his air mattress until I kind of figured out my spot, you know. And uh, I had just went out there with the little bit of savings that I had had, got my first apartment, kind of started just meeting people, and it kind of really just evolved from there. Because it's like in in California and LA, especially in Hollywood area, it's like. Everyone's doing something. So, like, anybody you talk to, anyone you have a conversation with, with, like, someone can plug you with something or someone got something or you can offer somebody your services or opportunity. You know, it's like you can make an opportunity. You don't need no one to give you an opportunity. You can just make your own opportunity. Let me do this for you. Yeah. Let me do this for you. I don't need no money. Let me just give you a freebie real quick so I can, so we can start getting something going. Let me just show you how I work. And then, oh, yeah, yeah, we know him. And, and, and then, oh, yeah, you got to use this guy. He's great. Yeah, he did this for us. And then... And now you're meeting one person, introduced you to two people. Now you're in the hills. That's a millionaire's house. Crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, and it's like, in Chicago, I feel like, uh, I feel like here, you're not going to meet as many people in the entertainment industry. It's just, that's just how it is. You know what I'm saying? You're going to meet a lot of blue-collar people. You're going to meet a lot of different people from all walks of life in Chicago. But specifically, if you're trying to do something in film, you know what I'm saying? It's more of a rarity. You know what I'm saying? Hollywood is like the film town. So it's like everyone's filming or doing something or thinks they're doing something. So Somebody's it's like, doing something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things where, um, where that, where basically by me moving out there, my opportunities kind of like tripled. You know what I'm saying? It's like now I'm out here. I could work with um, different people, uh, different energy in a different new space and a new location, new spots. You know what I'm saying? Uh, new music or, uh, n- you know, new brands to work with, new events to, 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 to film. Um, and for just from going from there, it kind of, like, opened me up more to, like, doing more, to, to being more artistic and creative, you know what I'm saying? Because being in Chicago, it's like, I, I've always been a creative person and an imaginative person, and I think my creativity would have maybe flourished more if I more so or less wasn't just, like, you know, let me just dive face deep into a couple things and just go super crazy with that. And I didn't like bring myself out to like, yo, but what about you? Yeah. You built everyone else's shit up and everyone else's brand and everyone else's image up. But it's like, who's documenting you? Who's doing all this? And it's like, it's like now is that time for me to become the artist and the person that I want to be now that I feel like I've accomplished so much for others and so many other people have given me so many great opportunities and blessings that it's like, now let's try to do some things that I've always wanted to do and that I've always been near and dear to my heart. Art shows, art galleries, books, photos on the wall, real world, real people. You know what I'm saying? So maybe some NFTs and things like that too. But um, getting into that art world and into that space, you know, so to speak. So it's like, like I say, like everything in this book has just been fun, you know. <laughs> 21 Savage. I shot his show. He was uh, he seemed like a pretty cool dude. Uh, big pun. He's, yeah, big pun is awesome. Oh, no, that's not big pun. I'm tweaking. Uh, crack, crack. 
Yeah, I'm tweaking heavy, bro. You got me high over here. I'm looking at the picture yeah, like... It was because of the coffee show, Yeah, bro. yeah, my brain went one way, my, my eyes went the other. And what the fuck am I talking about? DJ Khaled, I met him a couple of times, man. He's a real fucking cool guy. I keep saying everyone's a cool guy because they are cool people. They're like nice people, you know what I'm saying? Diddy, Diddy is amazing, one of one, you know? There's, man, a, there, there's I, a lot of one of ones in this book, bro. You know I, what I'm saying? I, like a lot of these people in this book are real... Real legend. Man, look you know at all these fucking hard drives, bro. A lot of people say, oh, yeah, 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 he's a legend, he's a legend. But no, these are real-ass legends, bro. These are, like, pioneers, you know what I'm saying? And that's, like, when I got into the game, I always wanted to hit that top. I always wanted to hit that top. And then I got to California, and I worked with all these people, and I, boom, I hit that top. I seen what the top was like. Top is cool, but just knowing that I got there and I did it, when everyone's, not everyone, but when people said, don't do it or you can't do it or you shouldn't do it or you sure this is what you think you want to do, and it was just like, yeah, let me show you real quick. Yeah. And then boom, I'm at this man's house. I'm over at Snoop Dogg's compound. I'm hanging out with the trailer park boys and shit, smoking weed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, fucking living <laughs> life with a camera. Straight the camera, up. The straight camera. up. And then the camera brought me there. So like I say, once again, if I didn't have the camera, I'll probably be just like in shy partying somewhere. We'd be going crazy partying probably just like, yeah, bro, we went out every night, Friday night, Saturday night. Yeah, getting fucked up. Yeah, let me just get the loft and shit. We just gonna fuck it. Put my I, career on the back burner, man. Cause I was like, working with P. Diddy, bro. Let me get this water down. Hold on. Man, working, working, with, working with Diddy was one of the dopest things I've ever done, bro. Yeah, working with Diddy was one of the dopest things I've ever done. And, uh, man, it was a blessing to work with him. And, uh... He's just like, you know, he's on that genius level shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like that's where he's at, bro. And it's like, really to even observe the man and to see how he does everything, it's like, it's just like a lesson in how this shit is done. You know, and that man don't stop. <laughs> like, can't stop, won't stop. He doesn't. He really doesn't. He works hard, bro. And it's like, that's why he's at where he's at. That's, where he, that's why he has what he, he has. That's why people respect him the way that he does because he works harder than fucking anybody, dog, to this day. Period. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not only does he work hard, he's got a gang of people. He got an army that's working just as hard as he is, if not harder. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's how you're winning. Because now you know, because your hustle drives you. Yeah. And then it's like when you're hustling and things are going good and things are happening that are great for you, it's like you get addicted to the hustle. That's what happens. And I love the hustle. You know, it's like right now I'm just trying to love the hustle for me. It's like, come on, come on, Nick. We got to hustle for for your art, for your brand. Nick, yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I'm putting everything in order right now. You know, it's like, it's been a long time coming, but it's like I say, bro. Like, I'm not worried about time, bro. I'm not. I do things on my own, you know. So how did it feel, man, coming back home with your book release, coming to share this shit with your family, your friends? And all the people you work with, man. How like how was your whole day, like man? It was really like we were working for nine days up until that point, just to the last really minute, you know, just to get the, get everything together. And then I'm like, oh, I want to have an art show, too. So I want to do like a 40 print art show. And, and I decided that like within 48 hours before the book release, you know, because I'm like people that don't want people that can't buy the book or don't buy the book or just want to come and chill. Like I want them to be able to have some. So here's some free drinks and here's like some art. Y'all could check it on the wall. 
you know, we put it around in a big space so y'all could kind of move around, yeah. kind of check different things out. And it's all unreleased art that I'm not doing anything with that I really just did for the book for this type of occasion. So it's like they're really one-offs. They're really just one-of-ones. And, um, you know, we were just working up into that point. And um, <clears throat> it felt really good to come back. Um, what really felt the best was more or less just seeing my family happy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. seeing everybody was beautiful, man. It was really great, like, to see a lot of the people that came out. And so many people, like, people from my childhood came out. You know what I'm saying? People that I grew up with running around racing bikes and, you know, getting into trouble with came out. And then people that I just met last week, last month came out. And then my mom is there as happy as I've ever seen her. My family is there. You know, my pops is there. Like, you know, I got everybody that cares about me and support me there it's like that made me feel the best i didn't even care about even selling a book at that point yeah, yeah once i seen how happy my family was i didn't care about selling art or selling a book or selling anything i was like shit we better start having more events so y'all could come out <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> i was like yeah this is dope i mean we did sell uh we did sell a lot of books and we did sell a good amount of art but like it was very nice to see my mom and see my family and see my pops happy and to see them proud and to see them do what I do because they don't get to go on the shoots with me. Yeah, yeah. They just see the recap or they just see pictures and they don't get that feeling. You know, they're just like, oh, okay. And they more or less know what I do, you know, through that, but they don't get to feel that. So for them to be there and feel the energy and especially when I've released my first book in my hometown and I have everyone coming through to show love and gratitude, it's like insane because there's so much love in that building. There's so much love in that building. It was insane. Yeah, it was fucking great. The energy over. was insane. Like, yeah. I'm still coming down from it because, like, like, love will change the world. Love is going to heal the world. Yeah. Straight I up. I believe that shit, too. Yeah, we don't need to be shooting and killing each other and fighting, and we don't need the police outside and trying to make sure everything's cool. We got love in here. Yeah, bro. Don't worry about what we got in here. We got love in here. Yeah, facts, man. And if y'all want to come get some, come on. We're not opposed to it. Yeah, that's like this whole... Everyone's getting together. We're all getting together. And my event was beautiful and went off without a hitch. Shout out Rex Cruz and Tony B. You know, shout out my boy Julian Studio Logic and everyone else that had helped with the event and put it together. And uh, shout out my cousin Jeremy and my girl for helping me deal, deal with my crazy ass <laughs> up into the fourth quarter, really. But, um, but it's like nothing bad happened. No one came there beefing with each other. No one came there fighting. No one got faded. No one got hurt and troubled. No one left on bad terms. No one felt any type of way but happy and love. You know, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I would. That's the vibe right there. Yeah, shit, after your event, That's man, the vibe. Me and El Colion and Black went out to eat, you know what I'm saying? And all yeah. of us came together. And I was like, shit, we ain't seen each other in a while, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Nikki B. I brought your name up at the table, like, we wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for you because you, yeah. you brought everybody together and you know what I'm saying? We got back up, linked up, talked up, chopped it up, and everybody yeah. went on their way and shit. So it was like blessings too. So thank you for that, Pop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm talking about, just changing the world a little bit. Just yeah. a little bit will make someone, oh, we, well, so, oh, we're all that next thing. And I met so-and-so there. And now it's like now, now people are going on a different path or a different trajectory towards something, towards a project or maybe towards a relationship or a friendship or something that could blossom or a network. And it's like that's what it's all about, dog. It's really about building. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. man, fuck tearing shit down. We building. You know what I'm saying? Method Man, man. How was fucking Method Man? Method Man was cool. Method Man and Red Man, I met them. Uh, I met them twice, and both times they were cool as fuck. Just like, uh, 
shit just like you would think <laughs> you know what i'm saying and this is an older photo too as you notice brothers no one's got no camera phones out wow look at that old camera one <laughs> no one's got a camera everyone's enjoying themselves it's one of my favorite that's, photos. That's Every, what, everyone's enjoying themselves. Everyone's got their hands up. No one's yeah, on a yeah. camera phone. No one's like... Now, now now, you switch that to fucking 2021. You see camera phones everywhere. Yeah, and then it's just like... No, I hate, no one's even enjoying themselves. It's just like a bunch of lights or cameras on. It's like... like I don't even really know what you're going to do with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I fucking hated at weddings in Quinceaneras, bro. Like, I'll be places and I'm like, okay, I'm paid to be here. Hired by the company to do this. And now you're in my way and I can't get the shot I need so we can preserve this for life for history and put this on the platforms and the places it needs to be because you want to take your little picture just so you can like post it one time and then just, you know, but I'm not going to hate on the fans. It's, yeah, just yeah. Like, it's just like one of those things where like, you know, you get into all type of circumstances when you're running around filming concerts and stuff, shit like that at venues and you got to deal with security and you know what I'm saying? We didn't have to fight, fight security, all types of shit, bro, because I'll die for my shit. So it's one of those things where it's like, yo, I got to do my job. I'm going to do it. I got my credentials, and, you know, you see him in the book, and we did a lot of stuff and a lot of, you know, big events, Super Bowl-type events, you know? Um, yeah, Madzilla, she's cool. We worked with her. The homies, OSBS. That's Big U's group. We work with them. Those are the homies. They're cool. Uh, man, right here. I was in, I was off an island of Greece right there enjoying myself. Here goes me car surfing through Beverly Hills, dog. Yeah, Ferrari. I see that. <laughs> yeah, I had to put that in there to let people know it's real out here. Yeah, that's what we be, how you get down working. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do it with a Mercedes truck with some big-ass crane with a permit. No, I, I literally surfed on top of my boy's Mazda with a Ronin with a Ronin M as we did the video. Putting in work. Yeah. That scene has so much production value to it. We're cruising past Louis Prada, Chanel, down Beverly Hills, down Rodeo. <laughs> Fucking surfing on it. Yeah, Ferraris. Got, got the roof open. My boys are going crazy. Everything's looking super drippy. And then we just got this steady, just cruising shot side by side. Like, you can't get that just hanging the camera out the window, bro. You might have to surf on that car. You might have to get your balance together. That's why I say learn how to move. It's a nice girl. I shot her. She was from France. She uh, she was down for the creative ideas. Some people aren't down for creative ideas, dog, and then you got to go do them with someone else. And it just sucks, but sometimes that's just how shit happens. That's but like for, for all the girls that are down for the creative ideas, like, yeah, bless your heart because, like, we're going to make something real special. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to make something that's going to last forever, really, because... Most dudes just want to shoot you half naked or just, like, see you in a bikini or let's just do some generic-ass Instagram shit. Like, no, nah, I want to make an image that has never been made before. So when we go to make that image, like, it's game time. Yeah. I don't need you for long. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need you for a long time. I just need you to do, you just get the shot off. So when, uh, you, when you head back to uh, Hollywood, man, you got another book release party coming up? Yeah, we're going to do one in L.A. in October. Like, right now, right now I'm just going to focus on these online sales right now. And we're focused on, on getting some other things together for, for uh, some art shows. Um, but the LA, L.A. book release is definitely in the plan. You know what I'm saying? That's like the next, that's like the next big one we're going to do. And we're going to have to, we're going to do that one more of kind of like a party vibe. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to be so like... Um, well, the hometown one was chill, you know what I'm saying? Like, not, I wouldn't say chill. The hometown one was like, it was, it was kind of like classy-ish, and everyone was chilling. 
I think maybe in LA we do like some real clout shit, like a pool party, yeah, yeah. mansion, everyone acting crazy and shit. <laughs> I'll have some books in the corner all day if you want to come fuck with me, because I'm trying to turn up too. Yeah, yeah. At the book release, man, I was just signing books, like you know what I'm saying. I'm a big old author out here, Stephen <laughs> King of the streets. Yeah. <laughs> I kept signing books, signing books. I want to get up and say hi to people and doing this. No, I got to get back because we're over here running a business, and it's crazy that like sh- so many people came out and showed love. It's crazy some how many people showed up, showed love, bro. Yeah, I got so many photos in this book. It's like I got old photos in this fire, book. nothing but fire in that bitch. Yeah, these are old as hell. These two photos. This is when I was like. This was when I was kind of trying to like emulate like a David LaChapelle look when I was here in Chicago, you know? So I was bringing my ring light everywhere. You know, I was trying to shoot like kind of crazy looking European girls doing wild shit and colorful backgrounds and outfits. and You know, it was just getting my feet wet with it. Yeah, we met Wiz a couple times. Wiz has always been cool as fuck, man. So what's the next chapter for Nikki, man? You staying in Hollywood? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be out there for, uh, I mean, for a little bit at this point. You know, I feel like I haven't accomplished everything that I want to accomplish out there yet. I feel like, um, I feel like it's a good taking off point for me to, uh, to move around. Um, just in general, you know what I'm saying? International flights and, 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 and everything like that. It's like... The chapter over there in L.A. is not done at all whatsoever. If anything, it's just beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like, if anything, it's just beginning because up until this point, I've been out there like seven years. That shit went by so quick, bro. And I've had such a good time. It's like I was having a vacation. <laughs> I swear. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to like... Nah, shit. I mean, it is what I don't is. mean to downplay my work ethic and I don't mean to be bragful or boastful, but man, that shit's like a vacation, really. Shit. It's like, It's like I've been out there doing my thing, working here, doing things here and there. But really, it's like I'm about to go ahead and put the 100%, 110% hustle down for my brand and for myself and for me and my business and my art dynasty type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah that's what I'm on. So I had to give him this book of celebrities just to let him know I'm here. Like, yeah, I've been around celebrities and all these millionaires and billionaires and famous people. I know how to move around. You know, I'm, I'm legitimate. Yeah. So now can we move on to something else, please? <laughs> Can we talk about getting my art on the wall and selling it off the wall for $50,000, please? One of one. Something that's going to, you know, really change people's minds and perceptions about life and Bro, that's maybe what, their own life or maybe the world. You know what I'm saying? That's why I bought this dude, Dork, Dork's art piece, man. He was on the podcast, too. And this oh, dude's dope. from Gary. I kept looking at that, bro. This shit is fire. The Dancing Queen, that's what I call it. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, damn, this shit looks like a... It looks like... I love how that spreads on the frame. And that, and that one's got, that stop sign's got MJ on it, bro. Oh, shit. I didn't even see that because it's dark in here. Yeah, I'll let you see it. When, yeah, when yeah, yeah. Book. No, yeah. there's some dope art in here for sure. Yeah, Definitely bro. the vibe in here is crazy, bro. Appreciate you it. You definitely got a vibe in here. So anyone that wants to do some shit, come fuck with my man. He got the <laughs> studio. He got the backdrop. Soon, whole fucking recording studio coming soon, too. So This shit is fire. Man, I just appreciate you coming through today, man. I know you got some shit going on later on today. What you got going on today, man, in the city? Man, shit, really just uh, probably going to drop off a couple last-minute books that people kind of wanted. And then, um, and then I'll probably, uh, I'll probably get, get back to finishing this recap. You know what I'm saying? I was tracking everyone down from the, uh, from the show to get the footage and the pictures and everything. And I got to 
shout out everybody that helped out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> shout out you, shit. Um, everybody that, that just came and showed love and everybody that sent me their photos and their videos and stuff like that. Like, I'm making just like a mega, you know, boom. One stop, one stop shop recap, like fly shit, you know? And uh, that's kind of what I'm gonna be working on today. Probably be in the lab, like just cooking up a little edit, just making sure I got something to drop for tomorrow. You know, make sure with, you know, I'm dropping this within the window of time so people are like, okay, oh yeah, this just happened the other day, I missed it or whatever, let's check it out. <laughs> people do Hollywood and Hollywood or what? Take forever to get back to me? Man, I think, uh, some people in Hollywood can be Hollywood, but most of the time it's not even people from Hollywood that act Hollywood. It's like transplants. But all that shit is kind of funny to me. You know what I'm saying? Some people take it personal, like, oh, you acting they act in Hollywood. Like, I think it's kind of funny. Like some people, you know, everybody lives in their own world and makes their own existence and own reality. So it's like, if that's the world you live in, shit, yeah, yeah, so yeah. be it. Go crazy. Like, I just think it's funny, you know. I'm like, I don't really try to, get too offended by it you know what i'm saying like i'm used to people being like nah i don't want to do that or no no because you know when you're trying to do crazy shit and crazy ideas you're going to get a lot of people telling you no nah, no we can't do that you know no i don't want to stand on top of the car no i don't want to i don't know you know yeah being being the artist that you are today bro like inspires some people that you probably don't even know like every day but what gives you inspiration bro like what what drives you to be nikki man Nikki B. Man, I think what drives me to be me, I think it's just experiences, you know? I think it's just, like, really being in life. You know, um, I mean, I really take inspiration from a lot of things, you know? Like, <clears throat> take inspiration from anime, from video games, from, you know, digital art, um, you know, nature. <laughs> you know, I take inspiration from really, like, all external sources, you know, and I think it's good for artists to, you know, have some downtime just to sit around and think, you know, just sit around and be, exist. Let the ideas come to you, you know? Because yeah. ideas aren't going to come to you if you're just like, always go, 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 go. You don't got no time to just sit and space out, just sit and, you know, dream, sit and just start to conceptualize things, you know? So being, being in L.A., man, did you explore it when you first got there? Like when Yeah, like big time because... Chicago is like, man, I didn't have, I didn't go to the Boy Scouts. I didn't, it wasn't like, I didn't go on no nature trips. You know, I didn't know anything about nature until like grown as hell. Like going on my first hike. Yeah. Going on my first mountain or some shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm grown. Like some people in California, that's just like nothing. That's like their backyard. Like they've done that their whole life. It's nothing. But it's like when you come from the Midwest, it's just flat. Like you don't know nothing about nature much. Yeah. Especially if you live in the city and you don't really like really leave the city too much. It's, the only nature you got is like Lake Michigan, and that motherfucker's like a fake ass beach, man made beach. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Type of shit. Um, it's not even a beach, man. It's a fucking lake. Yeah. So I mean, I w I got heavy into nature when I went out there in uh, California. Not. That's another t thing that like just took a lot of my time away up there was just kind of like finding myself, you know, taking a moment to get back to nature, really center myself and figure out who I am, what it is I want to do. <laughs> and where I want to go, you know, basically with my life. Because, like, you really got to figure out who you are and be comfortable with yourself. Uh, and you got to really love yourself before you could put that energy out into the world, you know. And it's like, once you know yourself, no one could tell you otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I know who I am. Like, you, you can't throw me off my, like, morals and balance and my standards. You know, I live by a strict code of laws, too, just like any other man, woman. You know? So... 
But yeah, I would say the nature shit, man. Really like expanding my mind too, because then it's like I had a uh, I had went out there and I had bought a Mustang, and then I was driving that around like I thought I was like Vin Diesel, <laughs> because I had went out there with my Honda CRV, bro, and that, sh- <coughs> and, and that shit had got stolen. My car got stolen, bro, the first month I was in LA. No shit. Yeah, from my block with hella gear in it. <laughs> oh fuck. Not like anything serious, but like lights and stands and like some other like erroneous shit, you know? Yeah, the main little set lights was, and the main like, set was in the crib. Yeah, the main set was for sure in the crib, but like my car literally got stolen, dog. Like straight, someone just wired it, skated, and just <laughs> left. And I was like, I was like, no way did my car get stolen. It had to get towed. So we called the tow yard everywhere, bro. And we were just like, I was sick about it for like twenty something days. You feel me? Yeah. I was like, damn, my car just missing, like. Now I got to get a rental. I made a police report. Bro, the police found my car like 30 days later, completely stripped. Like it came from the Honda factory. Like the inside had no seats, no roof, nothing. Like it was like a straight drug mule car. Like they had, they had <laughs> tore the fuck apart, <laughs> packed with drugs, just, yeah, just busted, yeah, busted some moves with it. And then they just left it somewhere, just like co- totally gutted out. And the, that's how the police found it. Oh, shit. Some random block in LA. They're like, oh, Mr. Brzezinski, we found your car. And I was like, shit. And then at that point, I had bought. I had saved up some money up until that point. I had bought. Um, I had bought a little Mustang. I was driving that Mustang around like I was like Vin Diesel for real. That was like the first American car I had ever bought. You know, first sports car I had ever bought. So I was like driving around. I thought it was tight. You know, that car was cool. And then like, and then I got like extra bougie. I was like, man, I want to have like a like I want to buy luxury shit and foreign shit just to know what it feels like. Because yeah. like the thing about me is like my life. Is like you say, what experience, well, like, like what inspires you is really just like, I want to feel shit. So it's like, really what inspires me is I want to feel shit. So I want to feel how it goes to go buy that car. I want to feel what it feels like to go in there and buy that outfit. I want to feel what it feels like to take my girl over to this restaurant that's super expensive and no one could get into. I, I just want to know what that feels like. I don't need to live that life yeah. style, you know what I'm saying? But I want to just like just get a taste. I want to have some experiences. I want to know what that feels like, because you don't gotta, you know, go overboard. Yeah. But it's like, I went through a phase where I was like, yeah, I'm about to buy some Gucci shit, some Louis shit. I'm about to get super clouded up like that. <laughs> Not super clouded up, but you know what I'm saying? I went through a little phase, and I was like. Shit, I want a Porsche. So then I had bought a Porsche. So then, I, and you know, I was driving that around, and that was real nice, and that was cool. I really liked that car. It was a real nice car, but it was like I was looking for, it was, it was like at that point, I was like, I needed something, you know? And then that's when I got my new, my new car is a van. And that van is like all custom retrofitted to go camper van, whatever, whatever. And now I'm like really out there with the nature shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like cause before I would drive the Mustang around the mountains, it was cool. It's got shit handling, but it's pretty fast. And then I had the Porsche, it had great handling. And, um, and then I got rid of all that shit and just bought a van. And now that motherfucker, you just cruise. I just cruise the van. I love it. I'm in that van like I'm the Amazon man. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. I got my art in the back. We got a screen. We got a fridge. You know, I, I mean, I don't want to divulge too much of my information yeah, about, the, yeah. about the van life. I mean, I guess I don't care, but. So um, you be living out that motherfucker sometimes? Uh, yeah, sometimes we'll take it out to the desert. We'll take it out to the middle of nowhere. We'll take it on top of the mountain, watch the sunset, you know, have a great time, cook food make a campfire, watch some old movies, you know what I'm saying, on a hard drive, no internet, no service, shit. You know, we'll just make it a vibe. 
Yeah. Maybe have some extracurriculars, you know what I'm is saying? That, is that what made you think about your podcast that you started, man? Your visual podcast? Or you just, is that just something that you just wanted to try out? Or? Well, I was just like, if I'm going to get this van, I'm going to make the van fly for show. And I'm going to do somewhat showing it off, flexing it a little bit. And van life is such like a thing. And I shoot videos and photos for full time for a living. So yeah. why not like do something with both of those things? You know, everyone else is. But I'm kind of just doing it in like a low key way, just like my homies, my artist friends, people that I fuck with. You know, there's no like schedule. There's no like, oh, we're gonna do this. We got some ideas of things we want to do. So go to the ghost towns. We're gonna go see, you know, the arches in Utah, maybe for an episode. You know, a couple of different kind of like travel style, like kind of exploration mission type episodes. <clears throat> Bro, when I seen that shit, I thought it was like fucking genius. I was like, man, nobody's ever done that shit before, and I was like. Nikki would fucking come up with the greatest fucking idea out there. Yeah, we're going to pull up with the podcast to you. Yeah, especially with the fucking B-roll you set up and everything, dog. Like you Thanks. said, man, that shit looks clean. I need to get my audio. I, I need to get my audio right. I probably need to get my audio right and my little setup right. Like I say, like it wasn't like, oh, I'm about to get the van for the podcast. It's like I'm about to get the van to kind of be like a mobile studio, kind of be like a mobile office slash you know, just adventure mobile. Office van type shit. Ready yeah. to go anywhere to go. I can go anywhere, dump footage, take crash in, in the back of it if I need, don't get need to get a hotel. I can find it somewhere nice by the water. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Just what pull a, up. I, yeah, yeah. Not to be like a hobo or nothing like that, but it's like if you're shooting and you're trying to edit and you got turnaround times and deadlines and stuff like that and you wanna just cook one up in the in the van, it's like I got like the same van they use for like the news channel. So it's like I got basically my own news channel van that I can take anywhere. Gas mileage is super dope, you know. It's all, you know, super stealth, blocked off, no windows. No one can even see if you're in there working or not. You know, we got HDMI cables to screens, and full, you know, fully charged batteries, refrigerator. Um, you know, plenty of plenty of ventilation, comfortable seating, pull-out bed, all that. So it's like flip-up desk. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like a multi-purpose type of vehicle, but it's like definitely makes more sense than anything else that I've owned. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't say I'm a big car guy, but like, I'm into cars enough, you know? I've had a couple of cool cars. Um, but like, I love my van, bro. Like, shit, the van <laughs> is like, yeah, the van really is like life changing, to be honest. It's weird. It's like I'm part of like a weird cult now. Yeah. Like, nah, you you meet like, different people out there in the yeah, world. You, yeah, you meet weird people. Everyone wants to, like, if, if you got a van, people want to fuck with you. And yeah. if they're in a van, like, we went to this river and like, middle of nowhere and then like these people had a van they want to just kick it they want to like like we're already friends and fam oh, we're making some soup you want some <laughs> well damn we're making soup now we're on the <laughs> river everyone's kicking it having a good time my boy was swimming down down the river we were at this river bro it was like uh, the most dangerous river in america so we find out once we get there yeah we, we got there set up everything was cool my boy's like i looked this up online this is the most dangerous river in America, bro. Like in the winter time, it starts raging, and people try to get in there, and they like crack their head open. Like three hundred people have died here total, <laughs> not like at death exact yeah, spot, yeah. I don't think, but, but like in general yeah. along this river. And I was like, you know, I was we were in the river swimming, and it was like you know a couple it was a couple of weeks ago, and like the tide was strong, but like you can like push through it slightly, but like I could see that if it gets too strong, bro, you might hit your head, and it might be a wrap, and it's like. That's another thing, too, is, like, when you're in nature, you just learn so much about survival and yourself and just, like, not being dependent on, like, the internet and phone and people and help and roads and shit like that. It's, like, you're taking it all the way back. Like, it's kind of, like, artistic in itself. Like, 
Like you're taking it all the way back to Stone Age times and just seeing how it is and just catching the vibe. Yeah. Just trying to be in your head and just, you know, enjoy enjoy your brain. Figure out, you know, new concepts, new creative ideas, or you know, you know, whatever it may be. Like just daydream, really. Because a lot of people, when you get older, you don't get no time to daydream, and then it's like, that's how you come up with new. Just that's how people come up with new inventions. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Daydreaming, man. My wife always catch me daydreaming. She's like, "What are you? Are you, are you there?" <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you um, might hit a different, you might hit a different brain wavelength where you're just like, you, you you might be down a rabbit hole where you're just zoning out. Might come up with a new idea any second. You know, I come up with ideas when I'm just driving. When I drive, bro, like people think I'm weird. Like this might sound weird. Like when I drive, usually I don't even listen to music. I'm just sitting there, like really focused on like just the road and just my thoughts. I'm just thinking, thinking. And then I came up with some crazy, like that's when I came up with the idea to do the damn art show. I was like, man, I gotta do an art show for my people that are gonna come. And you know what I'm saying? Like, they're gonna come and there's, a, and there's gonna be the books and then that's it. Like, there gotta be some kind of art show. And I'm an artist and I got art to exhibit, so why not? Like, let's do an art show with the thing. We got the space, why not? So I just thought about having the art show when I was just driving in the car. Like, yeah, we gotta give the people more than just like, some books and some free drinks. You know what I'm saying? We got to have the little screening area with the videos playing. We got to have the art show going. Like, let's get this shit going. Like, let's turn it up a little bit. You know, at least. Yeah. yeah. At least. You got some appeal coming out or what? You going to put that shit on a shirt? On a, a hoodie? Yeah, no, that's what everyone's asking. Everyone's like, what's up with the artwork? Is it going to go on like a shirt, a hoodie, merchandise? I'm like, yeah, we were in talks with a couple of people to do one. I mean, shit, we damn near still are, but... um, Even hashtag fucking clout, bro. Yeah, I got a couple... <laughs> I got a couple of people coming at me on the merchandising level as far as, like, some of the imagery goes, and uh, I wouldn't mind it. It's just not the primary goal at this point. Yeah. It's more like, man, let me get these books going, and then we can get that gear going, too. I ain't tripping about it. But I'm about to... You know, I'm about to bake this image into their subconscious first. Because it's like... Because to me, it's really, like, a powerful image because it's like... It's a person that has no clothes on, yet yeah. they're wearing a mask, but their mask is covering their face because, you know, do we even care about what the who the person is or what the person is or what the person stands for? Because they're just covered and they got all this, all these labels all over their face. Like, this is, is this what's important? Is, is, are these labels more important than this person's soul? You know what I'm saying? Is it the, who the person is? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like... And then clout as a pill. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People and, will take... And then, and then, as the, and then, that's the title. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's why there's no title on the it, cover. People are like, "Why is no title? Where's your name on the cover?" It doesn't need. It's a piece of artwork. It's just, it's just the artwork is the cover. It's, it's dope as shit too. Man. My name could go other places. I ain't really tripping about my name like that. It's more or less like that visual cue when you see it. It's something that kind of looks interesting that you might want to take a second glance at or try to kind of like kind of see what it is and then when you look at it on the cover of the book it's like a nice you know it's like a it's like a nice 50 megapixel digital image so it's like prints really nice you know and it's a lot of detail to it and then all the clout pills were basically all custom manufactured you know those were all handmade um, and we got a grip of them and that's what the back cover is it's no photoshop or nothing like that it's actual we actually got clout pills at the house <laughs> <laughs> you know we ain't taken any yet but um it's just one of those things. You could rip that sticker off right there. There ain't sticker and shit. But yeah. yeah. 
it's just one of those things, you know. So, man, tell me some uh, some exp- some wild experiences, man, that you dealt with on on some of your shoots or your sets that you had to deal with. Like, just basically, you know what I'm saying? I know you got some wild ass stories that you could probably say. Man, pretty much everything and anything, man. <laughs> I don't know where you want to go with it. Like, I know too many crazy stories. Like, I was shooting this one video for my for my guy. Uh, shout out Louis B. I did, I did a video for him. He had a, the mansion wrench, and we had some girls come over. And then the one girl, she was so lit when she came over in the video, she jumped in the scene and took all of her clothes off, butt naked, in the scene. We had to cut and say, like, yo, thank you, that kind of video. <laughs> Like you need to just like, like a BT on cut. <laughs> like this is not like we didn't we didn't bring you over here for that type of video. We brought you over here just to be in the background and kind of just if you had a nice dress on. If you could please put the dress back on, that'd be great. And then we can proceed with the scene because right now you're butt naked and it just looks awkward. <laughs> and she was high and drunk and who knows what else. You know what I'm saying? And and it was just one of those things. Like she felt a little ashamed, but she still was in the video. You know what I'm saying? She just. Yeah. I think she was, she had a different impression about what was going to happen. I don't know. Hollywood <laughs> shit, dog. I was like, no, it's a music video. I don't know who told you to come here under any other circumstances, but it's a music video. Yeah, It'll be conducted as such. You know, because it's like, I got a real love for my craft. Like, anybody who knows me knows how serious I am about this. So it's like, I don't like all these goofy photographers, creepy little perverts, you know, trying to meet girls and use yeah. the camera to, to sexually assault women. No, don't, don't play with my craft, homie. Don't do that. No, yeah. we don't do that over here, dog. Like, all that shit, no, that shit is detrimental to the whole game. So you're fucking the whole shit up. And it's like, if you want to play with my art and my craft and my passion and my livelihood, I'm about to play with you, bro. Because every, every woman, every model, every client, every person that I shoot, I treat them with respect. Yeah. And they give me respect back. And it's like, we give each other the real versions of ourselves. You know what I'm saying? It's not like we're under any false pretenses or on any bullshit or scheme shit or scam shit, like, nah, bro, like, that's how you fuck the game up, bro. And I, I hold this craft, like, really dear and dear to my heart, and I would never utilize my camera in a manner of that nature. Man, that's awesome. Hey, tell me what goes through your mindset, bro, be- before every shoot. Like, do you got some ritual? Before I shoot, bro, it's like, well, no, I wouldn't say really. Like, it depends, you know, like. You just always maybe in. back maybe back in the day we used to turn up a lot before we'd go shoot. You know what I'm saying? Like we would turn up before we'd go shoot. But like that's you know, that's why I operate the camera so good. I operate in any kind of capacity. Yeah. I'm Gucci anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to shoot for this club a long time ago. This is a long time ago, ten plus years. Like motherfucker blackout drunk pass out the next day with the camera next to me with three hundred clips on it. <laughs> Swear to God, didn't remember what was on the didn't didn't even remember filming this. But fucking film. I'm in there too. <laughs> Selfie, <laughs> selfie camera mode and everything. I'm like, damn, I missed the whole party. But damn. I got it all on film. But I got all the damn footage on film. Ain't that something? That's crazy. <laughs> then when I edited the video, it was like I was editing someone else's footage. I mean, not to say that's anything to be proud of. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, like, yeah. like, that's some real fucked up ass shit, you know? That's like, some, that's not the way to work, really, you know? But it was like, it was, a, it was one of the homies' parties. It wasn't like it was some super serious client. Like, I had to be on my P's and Q's. It was like the guys I had worked. It's like the 20th event I worked. Like, at this point, they were like, please, bro, party and turn up with us because, like, this is how we're going to get the great footage, you know? Because now everyone's turning up, and now it's like, it looks like we're at the Playboy Mansion or something. Yeah, yeah. We're down there over at Excalibur. Is it called Excalibur anymore? No, nah, I think it's called something else. The Castle. Some shit. Some shit like that. 
Yeah, but like I had my club days. You know, I had my wedding days, my club days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I paid my dues and my ranks. I had. <laughs> I've worked. Uh, shout out memory makers in Whiting. Yes, I, I had a little job over there shooting little league baseball portraits. So it's like, you got to understand, it's a lot building up to this point. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people that, that people don't know, you know. Like, yeah, I'm not, you know. Not to say that I'd want to go back and do that again, but it's like a stepping stone in your career. Like, damn, I gotta shoot some. I was shooting ballet photos, and I was shooting team, volleyball team shots at the high school and shit. Like, whatever, I guess. There's money involved, and I need to eat, and we're here, and we're starving artists, more or less. Especially when it was like I, when I moved out on my own and I was living in Pilsen, it was like, yeah, I'll take any opportunity I can. Like, we got to go shoot the fucking ballet shit. We're going to go shoot it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, cause, but, 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 but that's what kind of gives you diversity. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like you shooting all these different types of scenarios and scenes. It's like, you know, you're really, like, multifaceted. You've been in a lot of environments. You've met a lot of people. You're not just doing the one same thing over and over and over and over and over again. It's like, I don't mind that. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind. It's for a day. For a day. It's not like I have to find my life away to this shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll come do this shit for a day. That's why it's like, that's why I say I don't trip about the money shit because it's like, we're always going to make more money. They're going to keep printing it. They ain't going to stop printing money. Fuck no. Yeah, so it's going to be there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> let's, not, let's not think so much about the money. Let's try to make a product or let's create something that's never been seen before or done before. Let's do something great. Then we can worry about some money. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's, let's, you know. So all the new shooters you met out there in L.A., man, that you met, like, big shooters out there you fucked with, man. They, like, you met on different sets and shit. Who, who you think had, who inspired you just off their work, off their strength, their work ethic, make you work harder type shit when you met their, seen other people work ethic too? Or were you yeah, just always I mean, just like, you felt like MJ, dog, like the GOAT? No, I I always felt like uh, underdog. I always felt like there's always more to learn. You know, I'm like a very open-minded person. I'm a, I've seen I see myself from like a third-person point of view a lot of times, and how I can better myself and become a better human being and a better man and a better artist. And uh, so it's not like I was. It's not like I looked up to people or looked towards anybody. I definitely took inspiration from some people. But I was like always focusing on the person that I wanted to be with no roadmap, more or less. You know, like I never really followed the crowd. You know, I was like, I was always kind of the odd one out. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that got a lot more clout and a lot more notoriety that have done a lot less work than me, that haven't worked as hard as me. And they might be known by a lot more people than me. You know what I'm saying? That's why I feel like an underdog, but it's like I'm working on me. But a lot of people do inspire me. You know what I'm saying? Um, out, you know, out in California, that shoot, for sure. And I got a lot of good homies out there too. That like, you know, they're always down to down to help out and shoot too. So it's like, man, that one shot where your boy was carrying that one old ass camera on the on the dooms in the mountains. You guys were somewhere, but he had that old school camera. That's he's, my boy. He's coming through right now. Oh, that's him. Man, that shit was epic. How was that, bro? How was that trip? Uh, that trip was cool. Yeah, we almost got arrested that trip because we were going to camp in them dunes and set up a fire right there. You can't. No, hell no. They were going to arrest us, ticket us, all types of shit. Where was that at? That was in Death Valley. Oh, no shit. There's a bunch of big sand dunes where all the sand uh, <laughs> deposits just, you know, collect. So no fires. Why? They don't want no fires there? Well, basically because it's like that little area right there is like kind of right. kind of a tourist little destination, that little piece of 
land there and there's like an actual place to camp and actually have fires and shit and we were just were like nah fuck it dude let's just do our own thing but then again you gotta think you're in like a national park so that's like hella illegal because <laughs> there's land you can just do that shit on it's called bureau land management land yeah where you can just set up anywhere you can just go set up there and you can be there for as x amount of days as you want 14 days or some shit legally and then you just move so move your shit down a little bit now you could stay there you could live <laughs> another there. 14 days you could live there and definitely start fires i mean definitely not in the national park at death valley you feel me yeah. but my boy was crazy and he wanted to do it i want to sleep in the dunes i want to look at the stars from the sand i said i feel you bro but like i don't really want no fines for this shit because i had um we had went and camped at joshua tree one time and it was uh, me and a bunch of my homies. And it was, it was a crazy-ass trip. We're in the middle of nowhere, no service. Me and my buddy meet each other in the middle of nowhere on this one road in the <laughs> middle of desert. It was fucking nuts. And then he's going to meet with um, this dude, uh, Mad Mike, from Pimp My Rides. You remember the old show, yeah, Pimp yeah, My Rides? Yeah. Exhibit? Mad Mike, you know, the guy, he was like, okay, we're going to put a fish tank here with a basketball coop coming <laughs> out and a goddamn PlayStation controller. That guy, he was always customizing shit. Yeah, yeah. Mad Mike, well, he knew him, and he's like, Mad Mike got an RV over here. I was like, Okay, so we're in the middle of nowhere with no service. So then we pulled up on Mad Mike from MTV's ride, Pimp My Ride. And then we just camped next to his RV, but next to his RV wasn't even a campsite. It was like a roundabout for the whole campground itself, but we didn't know because it was pitch black out. Yeah, yeah. So we started a fire. We kicked it all night, partied till like 6 in the morning. And we got woken up by the park ranger. And he was like, yo, you guys can't be here. Like, And we woke up, and it was like, it was like mad families and everybody was like packing up and we were like in the center where the map was and the bathroom and the bushes <laughs> and it was like we were sitting on like a little like piece of like you know like a little yeah. meat we were basically camping on a little median <laughs> like a median at the campsite and we had woke up like oh man we had all got fined we all got tickets i had to go well i didn't have to go to court because i paid but my boy wanted to go to court and fight the shit how much was the fine like two hundred dollars yeah it was like 250. Like, everyone got a different fine. Like, some people got, like, breaking branches. Some people, like... Oh, shit. Like, destroying pro destroying national property. Like, that was one. Like, st uh, setting a fire, that was one. I think that was the one that I got. <laughs> you guys are fucking breaking branches off of fucking trees and shit yeah, to start yeah, a fire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, whatever, man. Like, But, yeah, I mean, I don't want to say whatever. That's fucked up. Yeah. You got to respect the nature. But that was in our young nature days. We should have just picked up some dead, dead trees on the ground, you know? But we went out there in the middle of the night, bro, and just started partying, like, recklessly, you know? But... You live and you learn, and then you, you learn to respect the park, and then you learn and you discover where you need to go act up at and where you can. Yeah. You know, where it's public land, but it's fun over there, too. You, you guys be finding a lot of fucking watering holes, too, and fucking waterfalls, too, huh, out there? Oh, yeah, that's like, that's definitely something to go in, like, a fun adventure to go find some, you know? They got, a, they got a bunch of waterfalls not too far from here in Upper Peninsula, Michigan, 14 of them. That's a little trip that anyone out there listening might want to go on, like uh, Upper Peninsula of Michigan. No shit. 14 waterfalls. I didn't know that. 14. The ones in Cali are cool, but you got to go at the right season. Otherwise, they're dried up. Rainy season, if there's any fucking rain. Yeah, it all depends, man. You don't want to. You, know, you want to go see the waterfalls right after winter when all the water and ice is melted and it's like gushing, you know? I like to see the gush, you know? I don't want to see that little trickling ass waterfall. Then you walked all the way over there, you're like super unimpressed, under and well. You feel me? <laughs> you want to see that bitch raging. Yeah, you're like, you want to go see a waterfall and take some in the summertime and that bitch is trickling, it's all dry. You're like, damn, bro, you going like right after winter, you can go swim in that bitch. It's like deep. You know what I'm saying? I took girls out there to shoot in the waterfall, a couple of troopers, you know? Yeah, let's walk all the way out to the waterfall in the wintertime. 
and go shoot in in that gushing ass waterfall. It's in the book, and it's like, well, for one of them. But yeah, my homegirl, she she did, definitely was down and did it. <laughs> you know, like I say, it's cool people that you collaborate with that are just like really go out on that limb for you. You know, and that's how you like make next level shit. You got to fuck with next level people that want to do next level things. Same old shit gets monotonous. Yeah, yeah. And you'll learn, you know, after you do the same thing for so long, it gets monotonous. I mean, any, any, anybody and everybody would agree to that. Like, shit, shit's getting monotonous. You want to switch it up. Like, let's go do some art gallery shows and get it going like that because, you know, video is always going to be my passion, but, like, deep in my heart, like, I'm really an artist at heart, you know? So is that, like, the next move for, the, like, the next move for this is just going to go focus on your brand now? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna focus more on the brand and doing more, doing more like art events and things, things like that, and um, installations, maybe some like performance art, you know, all types of stuff, you know. Um, but the book is kind of just like the jumping off point, starting point, kind of gets things rolling, you know, kind of materialize something, kind of like give people something that they could put in their hand and hold and see, like, yeah, this is, you know, this is all legitimate and like. You know, a lot of hard work went into it, just like into the images themselves. So it's crazy. You know, it's I'm just excited to just share it with the world and just share it with people I care about and just to have it as like part of my legacy and to have it as something I could look back on as I move forward and do new and exciting different things, you know? So what, what's, what's your next chapter, man? Man, we got a lot of like conceptual photography coming out and that's going to be like large scale and we're going to... Um, we're going to be having shows like Miami Art Basel and, um, you know, we're going to be doing shows in like Paris, France. Like I want to do all that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I want to take my art international with it and do it on a big scale. That's really the goal. So uh, do you have any homeboys from like the people you grew up with that still do photography with you or you, you sh- kind of showed them away? They, anybody yeah. kind of picked it up from you? And Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of the people that I came up with shooting, like I still fuck with them to this day. Yeah. Like I have a lot of close, like, local peers you know that i grew up with that shit we're all you know a lot of people started a lot of people started shooting and filming and you know they just didn't stop you know some people pick that shit up as like a hobby and they you know that's cool too and it's like but a couple of people pick it up and it just some people it just sticks with you know yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like damn this is what we're doing now not damn like <laughs> like a bad thing but like like man you, you you know you got a little addiction to doing this and it's like it really makes you happy and and, and you know hopefully it makes other people happy too, you know, seeing the artwork, looking through it and, and getting inspired, you know, because it is all about inspiration. It's like, that's why you look at an art book. That's why you look at a photo book, really. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like to feel like good, to feel motivated. It's like if you want to read some sad shit, you got it. You can read some Stephen King novel, or, you know, or something <laughs> like that. But like, oh, you want to get inspired, look at this. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, I think, um, I think the book itself is a it's a pretty great representation of of probably like the past decade of culture, you know, uh, seen through the eyes of my lens as well as a lot of behind the scenes shots of myself in there, you know, kind of just to let people see who I am, yeah, and kind of put the camera on me for a little while. Did, did it feel different, like your your book release, man? Like you were you were the center of attention? Yeah, well, the book release was bugged out when I was the center of attention because I'm like I'm not super used to just sitting here and oh damn, you know, book after book after book, and then it's like I'm seeing people I haven't seen in forever, and I'm seeing new faces and old faces, and I'm writing names down, and I'm like, you know, going crazy with my signature and and and, and you know my handwriting, and I'm just loving it. I was like turning the art book into art, just yeah, let me scribble on this and do this and that. 
and make everyone custom for all the people that I care about and love. And like people appreciated it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Something custom on there. Everyone got a custom message. Yeah. I didn't just write the same thing on everyone's book. You know what I'm saying? So, so it was beautiful, man. And it was just like, you know, it was just good to see everything kind of like come full circle, like back to shy. A lot of the people I came up with, a lot of the people that gave me opportunities back in the day and now they're coming to show love like so many years later, dog. It's insane. Really insane to be honest. And I'm very grateful and thankful for all of it, you know? Yeah, I overheard so many conversations. He's like, man, I, I fucking ain't seen some of these people in like 20 years. You know what I'm saying? And they come there at your shit. You know what I'm saying? It, it showed love and then they seen each other from back when growing up. How's, how did it feel seeing some of your old childhood friends there? Man, seeing my childhood friends there felt real good. I kind of felt bad though because it was like, you got to sign more books. I wanted to kick it. Like everybody that was there, I wanted to just kick it with. Yeah. Like for the night. Like every single person, you feel me? Like, yeah, yeah. like damn, like I don't have enough time to kick it with everybody. And then I'm trying to sell these books and this is my first time doing this, so I'm new to this. So it's like, I didn't realize I was gonna be sitting there like just professional author signing all night for four hours straight, just signing book after book after book. I thought I was gonna at least have some time to say, hey, what's up? And everyone, some people popped in and out, but seeing my childhood friends was like, damn man, they, you know, I love them guys and shit is a great honor, is what I could say, you know. What more up, can you say? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What more can you say is to see someone that you came up with before any of this, that y'all just loved each other off of the strength of good human beings, and before we had jobs or were adults or anything or did any of the things we do, and y'all still support me? That means the world. Yeah. I mean, what else can you say? Like, <laughs> that's a, It's a good feeling. It's, I mean, it's a really great feeling. Really, shit was, you know, a blessing, you know? You still cutting it up out there on, on the inline skating? Man, not much, really. I tried it once. I tried it once, and I got hurt, you know, like, doing nothing. Yeah. Like, I was sore. I was like, yeah, I'm about to, like, I'm about to go, and I'm about to just say, fuck it. I'm about to go out one day and just tear some shit up. I'm about to go to a couple skate parks. Because, like, I never skated in a long time. And then my, shout out my cousin that helped me with the art show. He sent me some skates. He was like, uh... He was like, yeah, these are your size, whatever, whatever. Like, brand fucking new. I was like, bet. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to mess with them. And uh, California got so many beautiful skate spots and skate parks. I was like, I got to go somewhere. So I was like, I plotted it out. I'm going to go to this skate park, this skate park, this skate park. And just make, like, a little section. Well, that didn't last too long, bro, because I only got, like, eight clips in when I was just sore from falling. And I'm slipping on my ass and sending my body in shock. And my body's getting older now. So I was like, yo. Skate comeback at it. I don't think it's gonna make it. It only, it only lasted about it only lasted about twenty seconds. Man, I recently fucked my ACL up, man. Fucking with my son skating on the longboard. I ended up jumping on his board and his settings were different than mine. Oh, I fucking man. fell off and snapped my shit and I ain't been Damn. on the board since. So I partially tore my ACL. I t- yeah. completely tore my MCL and my PCL. I never went to go get surgery though, but yeah. everything is good. When we were at that little wedding concert for Lip Tech over there in Hammond, man, I was I, I had a knee brace on. When we jumped down from the stage, we jumped down from the stage together, and that shit right there, I felt like, damn, I yeah. shouldn't have did that type shit. But I had a knee brace on, so I felt confident. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but when I landed, I was like, ooh, I, I that's gonna hurt for a little while, bro, <laughs> for real. And and when I was skating around it and falling, on it, that shit hurt for like a week after. I'm like, bro, I'm not doing this no more. And then, like, some of my older homies still do it. And they're like, what's up, bro? You want to go skate? I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing that no more, bro. Fuck, it hurts. 
fucking hurts. And then I got too much to lose right now. Like, I got to have my limbs intact. And, like, <laughs> I got to be able to move around. I got to be able to hold the camera. I can't just break my wrist or some shit. I'll be fucking devastated. I need all my ligaments operating just functionally right now. Because, you know, this camera shit is, like, athletic. Yeah. In a sense. Especially when you're shooting an event or a concert or red carpet and you got other shooters in the building and it's all, you know, you don't know them from nothing. And everyone's vying for the same shot. You got to be a little athletic and aggressive in a, in a way, you know. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, skating. I had my little comeback day for about fucking two hours, one one hot summer day. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, let's let's just let's go. Let's go roll up and look at our four clips and call it a night. Cause I'm not <laughs> going back on them. Well, I'll go and skate for fun, like on some just like fun shit. Like if my girl wants to go skate or something, but like I'm not going to go do no damn tricks. Fuck that, huh? Yeah, I'm not going to do, do no jumping around. Man, uh, when you fly back to uh, L.A. again, man? I'm about to fly back to L.A. in like two days. You out that way? You plan? You get, no. I got a one way out here, so I I haven't booked my flight yet back yet. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like I'm just trying to square up all the loose ends with the show and everything. You know, I want to get all the, I want to get everybody situated with what they need. I um I need to get certain things. I need to return to the store. You feel me? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, certain people that want to give me some footage and certain people I got to drop off a book to. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to play it by ear, but I'll probably realistically leave in like the next couple of days and then head out there and just really like start promoing the book more and start getting geared up for this uh, October LA event, you know? Um, and we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to make it a big old good day, you know, a big old good day, like a big old, <laughs> you know, like a, like a good, big old pool party vibe. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be cool. So it'll be it'll be sunny, I'm sure. Out in LA, you deal with a lot of parties. What what's been the wildest party being out there in LA while you're filming? The wildest party, um, shit. We filmed this one party that well, we filmed some good. There's some good parties out there. I wouldn't say they're really that wild. Sometimes per se it's because because sometimes LA be like a little reserved and bougie. Like people don't want to like oh let's wild out. You know what I'm saying? It got to take a lot people a lot. Of liquor or something <laughs> to get people to wild out crazy. My boy John Tucker, he always throws the best parties ever people wild out. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's point blank, period. Like, if you go on a Tucker's party, shout out my boy John Tucker, you're going to get a great time. You're going to wild out. Like, you in high school, you know, at, like, the warehouse party or the basement party, the house party. You know, that's the vibe. It's, like, very open, very, like, be yourself, turn up, wild out, you know, but in LA, sometimes it's a little more like sometimes it's a little more fancy to the point you don't want to wild out. Like whoa, like you walking into the mansion. Like we shot a thing for live, uh, live me, uh, fr French Montana did the performance. There's fountains everywhere. This shit's so nice. It's like you don't want to like you want to be a little respectful, but it's yeah. like awe inspiring because you're like oh, okay, cool. Like someone actually lives here. Wow, damn, crazy house. Like, it's like the Buckingham Palace. Oh shit. French Montana performing back on like the. Golf, the tennis course, behind the golf course type shit. <clears throat> that was a cool party. And then there, there was one party um, uh, my guy had got me to film Rex Cruz uh, at Spotify party. Yeah, Wiz Khalifa was there and a couple other people. And that was fun. People were jumping in the pool and there was like a lot of like upcoming artists. I, you know, I don't exactly remember their name. They're like all the, the, the younger cats, you know. And uh, 
this is a good vibe, you know? It's just like, you don't have those type of parties in Chicago necessarily. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah. it's like, you basically at the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air's house, and there's like all this fancy ass shit going on, you know? You don't really tr turn up crazy at that party. I mean, in your own way, you know, with your people, but, um, but like, it's nice to see, like, damn, this is different. Like, this is a different way of living that people live out here, you know? Different than a lot of other parts of the country, maybe the world, you know? Because um, America's just turned the fuck up, right? Like, compared to what other worlds deal with and real life situations for them, their living circumstances and shit. Yeah. What's your favorite place that you've been to, man, so far? Like, your favorite place? Uh, place? Shit, my favorite place I've ever been to is Monaco. Yeah, the favorite, my, my favorite place I've ever been to is Monaco. It's on my wallpaper, you dig? That I actually shot that photo, and the water's that blue. And it's cool. It's like a little, um, it's like a little country that's off the uh, south of France. And it's like, uh, I think it's like two miles by two miles or something. That's where they have the Monaco race. Yeah, that's where the Monaco race is at. Right where Jay-Z did that video, show you, show me what you got with Danica Patrick and they're racing around the racetrack. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know if you've seen that. Um, but they filmed that in Monaco and Jeff, I think Jeff Gordon was in it, but I'm not like a big race fan or anything. Like I know these facts, but I was there <laughs> and that, like the stripes are on the side of the road and it's like, damn, this is really where they race in F1 cars. There's a casino right there. It's like, you know, if you play video games, it's like it's like a world from Final Fantasy or something. It's like crazy. Like the roads are like lined and paved in marble. There's like all these epic stories of uh, like old Hollywood starlet rode off the cliff one night off the side of Monaco. You know <laughs> no what I'm saying? Because the the whole country itself is situated on the side of a hill, two miles by two miles. It's very small. It's like I don't even think you can buy land there. I think you have to be like grandfathered in or own land or own a business to even be there or have a work visa or something. And it's like their own little country. They govern themselves. You pull in, they have like AK-47s right at the door. Like it's real, you know, it's real ritzy shit. And then you walk down. They, uh, that's why I seen they got a flying car. Like the first flying car that they were like kind of showing off. It was like a car and it had like these little wings that, sh that like kind of jutted out from the side. And then you drive it and fly off in the air. No like, shit. Like a little car plane. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, it was crazy. And I'm like, damn, like I don't know when they're going to make this legal or whatever. But like. Imagine I the airspace. Like, I couldn't see everyone driving around in those little things. <laughs> like, fucking just flying through the air. Yeah, it looked that, like, yeah. be fucking dangerous. It's already fucking hella air traffic every day. Think of how many flights take off every fucking day. Yeah, and then you got to figure out wh where to take off and land on that thing. It's got its own little retractable landing gear, and then it's got its own like car wheel, so it's like a flying car, <laughs> so, so so to speak. It's not like a hover car, but it's so, like a flying car. So back to the future shit. <laughs> yeah, so I've seen that there, and then it's like... Um, they got like all these fancy car dealerships, like just like all the fancy shit, bro. It's like everything is very much like Rodeo Drive, like times a thousand, you know. And um, you know, it's just a cool place. It's kind of just a cool vibe. It's just very interesting country, you know what I'm saying? And, and when I when I was there, I just had a really great time there, and it was just great memories. Like I'd love to go back at some point. Um, it's beautiful scenery more than anything, you know. It's just like it's just. Nice place to be, nice place to party and hang out, you know. And um, yeah, should I look forward to going back really <laughs> at some point? So, at the birth of this book, man, the idea of this, you said COVID had a big impact for this book to come out. Are well, you yeah, I mean, well, I was like, well, the co well, well, I started working on the book like probably pre COVID, I would say. I was like, I got to get all these hard drives in order because I got I have to make like I have to basically make like a point 
where I could say like, okay, from this point on, we're like making a lot of like highbrow, like conceptual artwork that we're gonna, you know, really try to put into the universe. Like this is where we're gonna go from here at this point in terms of like my personal work and what I hold really near and dear to my heart. So I need some type of indicator or marker of everything I did before that. So let's go through the hard drives and let's like put something together. And I was working on the movie, I was like, I went through my, I went through all those hard drives like like five times each. Because first I was making a book, then I was making a movie, and it's like I, I damn near made the whole movie. I just have to voice over it at this point. You know, it's like an hour and a half long movie. But it's like I don't want to promote all these things at one time. So it's like an hour and a half movie. I just have to voice over it, and then went through getting photos for this book. You know, went through getting photos for just like personal things and just organizing the hard drives, and then then it's kind of how it blossomed. You know. And I was like, okay, cool, I'll do this book, you know, because I've always wanted to do a book, like, ever since I was a shorty, like, I love looking at art books and photo books, and, like, I got my own collection, you know, of, like, photo books, and um, I got my favorite photographers and favorite artists and things like that, that, like, I look to, look to towards inspiration sometimes, because that's what I used to do back in the day, like, when I was trying to learn all this, it was always, like, at the library, at the school library, at the public library, like, going straight to the art section, straight to the photography section, fashion, whatever it is, and just kind of like studying that shit, you know what I'm saying? Like studying how it's shot, studying how it looks, how it's colored. Was she in the frame and, and where is she in the frame? And what is she doing in the frame? And how does this image make me feel? And like, how could this image be better? What do I like about the image? What don't I like about the image? You know, I'm like a big like, you know, like. Critiquer. Yeah, I'm big like, you know, it's really just identifying other art and seeing what it is about my art that I could do differently or something that I could take from this art or something that inspires me to go in a certain direction, you know? That's what I would say is like. And this was not Google age, man. This is no fucking where you could just simply go and look up shit like Yeah, right. yeah, this was like going into the library and like having to like check out books and then we never return them and then we get banned and then we'd have to like fuck find these books and they'd be like under the couch somewhere. You wouldn't find them for like a year and like, you know. We got crazy ass stories at the library, low key. Like, cause that's where like the inspiration was coming from. It's like, there was internet for sure, but it's like, I wanna see that print. Like I wanna see it in a book in front of me. I wanna be able to look at it. And like, I wanna really be able to inspect it. I don't wanna look at a 60, 40 by whatever JPEG online. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I wanna see the actual thing for real, so. And so going from filming the top drill rappers in Chicago to transition to like the higher clients that you met like what was the transition for you to, to get, I mean you still just go in there with the same persona just going in there and killing it no matter what but you putting in these situations being in neighborhoods where you had to deal with drive-bys and shit sometimes and then feeling like man I go from this to this like I ain't got to worry about shit really it's everything's cool I'm saying did you feel better like after you got out of that situation when you had to deal with that situation uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel de <clears throat> definitely anyone would feel better about it. You know, it's like nobody wants to be around a situation that's going to put them in like danger or harm's way or anything like that. But, um, but it's like, I don't know, just doing events and working with brands and working with uh, clients and things like that. It's like, it's just, uh, it, yeah, it's just like a lot more professional than um, sometimes just doing just random one-offs in the street. You know what I'm saying? It's, it kind of just gets the you know, make you more well-rounded is like, you know, a person that could definitely like operate in any situation.
Like, well, did you ever have to? Did you ever lose equipment like uh, besides them light paint? Like, did you ever lose a break a damage in your equipment, man? Your main gear on like a gig, a important gig. You had to go fall back to like an old school DSLR. Um. Did I ever lose any of my equipment? I probably lost like little things. You know what I'm saying? I lost little. Well, I, I mean, I know I lost little things like, for <laughs> sure. Like I definitely don't have all the gear that I've had previously. I don't know where half that shit Likewise. is. You know, I like have my kit, and my kit is like. My kid's pretty small and concise, you know what I'm saying? I don't need a whole lot of extra doodads and all this. It's like it's more or less the eye the, and, and, and how you hold it and how you compose. So to me, and uh, I focus more on that than in like having extra gear and like all the stuff that I don't specifically need nor will use. So it's like I kind of travel light nowadays. Uh, I mean, but I ran through a whole bunch of gear and uh, I probably lost the laptop. I probably lost a laptop one time. It was a black MacBook. And I know there's like a little chunk of my career on there that I probably forgot about. I'll never see ever again. I don't know what the hell happened to the damn laptop. <laughs> yeah. Just moving around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't exactly recall it. I mean, it's it was so long ago. I mean, it was the black MacBook, so shit. So getting into these places, man, did you used to go out there and like, Stand outside in the early days, like go outside and stand outside. Well, back in the early, well, back in the early days, I would just do it. Like back in the early days, I would just do what I wanted to do. Okay, I want to go shoot this or do this. I would figure out how to go do it. I would just go do a, like I say, like I said before, just go do like a freebie. Like oh, I'm gonna go to this event, or I'm gonna go to this concert, this show. I'm gonna figure out how to get in or pay to get in or jump in the back or sneak in the back or go in with the camera and try to like finesse like I'm somebody with the thing you know the camera's a powerful tool it's like a credential in itself oh I'm here with so and so inside they just told me to come around the back oh yeah I'm supposed to be working here you guys know what time we're getting off you, know? <laughs> you start bullshitting and now you're backstage and now it's like okay you're getting some content now you're gonna now let's put this together and just like send it to the big guy up find his email do a recap in like the next 24 hours boom and be like who is this guy who is this guy that gave us this great recap, 24-hour turnaround? We didn't, we don't know who he is. We didn't charge, he didn't charge us. He just sent us a video. People are gonna want to work with you. Do that 10 times, and you're gonna have a client. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, go out 10 times. It's only gonna take you like it's gonna take you two weeks, 14 days. Choose a couple days to go out, and just go do some free videos for something that's happening in the city, something that you fuck with, art show, anything, concert, you know. My boy will go up to a my bo my boy will go up to a restaurant and be like, hey, can I uh, film some of your food or can I come in here and, and get a couple shots of your stuff? I'll make you guys like a little commercial or something, you know, just like whatever, just check me out or something. Maybe they'll give them some free food or something. Uh, I mean, that's really how you get things started with people. It's like you show them what it is. They're like people in L.A. especially, I mean, people anywhere, but people in L.A. especially, they could definitely talk a good talk, you know, but you just got to really show them like, okay, here, I can do this. Not that hey, I want to do this for you, or what day is it happening? Like, no, I'm just going to do it for you, and I'll present it to you. And then at that point, we can move on from there. Because that's a win-win situation. Because yeah. you're looking good. This person's feeling great that you did something for them. They didn't ask for this shit. Yeah. Something to be surprising. No one's just doing shit for no one for the love. You know, you got to pick your battles. Like, people always, there's always a conversation with photography and videography. Like, when do you do work for free? Or uh, do this work for quote-unquote exposure. Like, that shit's funny as hell to me, but like, that shit's so funny to me, but there's definitely a time and place to be like just doing something real quick for free, especially if it doesn't take a whole lot. You know, it's just, you know it's not going to yeah. take a whole lot off your back to go, oh, let me go do, you know what I'm saying? Like a bunch of people showed love and just came to my event, boom. 
shoot me a video and shit. I'm like, oh, I didn't expect that. And I love that. Thank you so much. I'm going to share it, you know what I'm saying? And whoever sees it, like, hopefully they follow you or whatever. And, like, you know, like, you always got to, like, pass it forward, you know? Yeah. Because it's like, we're all going to help each other in the end, really. You know? <laughs> it was like, there's no reason to, like, have no competition. Like, because we all get, we all go in the same place. Don't worry about it. You know Only ways up. We all going to have the best camera and the best gear, and we're all going to be j- flying around on planes and doing all this shit if we want to do it, if we work hard enough. So don't even worry about it. Just, Just keep work. doing your thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Keep making good shit. That's where I'm at now, man. Just fucking keep making content. That's it. You gave me a little more spark going to your book release, man, because like I said, I'm, I, yeah. that's where it all started for me was photography. Like video, yeah. just get, getting into the video thing. Yeah. But photography is what I love, is passion. Like, man, that's where it's all at for me, because I'll kill an image, man. And your shit just, man, just made me feel like, man, this is like where I want to be, too. You know what I'm saying? This, I got a bunch of shit, too, like a hard drive for years, too, man, that nobody's ever seen, too, of my family. So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could drop a, like a, a family book type shit, because I got a bunch of cool ass on scene images of my grandfather has passed away you know oh, yeah. all priceless <laughs> images of my mom and shit you know what i'm saying and it's, it's kind of cool man as to see this book come to life for you it's been inspiring for me dude especially thanks for the invite man fucking kicking back yeah. thanks for coming to the podcast appreciate yeah, all this of shit course. man loved it <laughs> A good conversation hopefully i didn't ramble too long no know? man it's good man just we don't even have <clears throat> enough time to really fucking talk about your whole life we can well, yeah, we'll be here all day talking about, like, all them images, like, because everyone has a story. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about it, dog. Every, that's every that, image has a story, and that's what and that's what keeps me pushing on. And all the images that you have in that book, man, it's fucking, each one's got a story behind it. You can't even remember all of them, you, but glimpse of pieces, but you fucking, you got your own movie, Live yeah, we were there. Yeah, we were there. You know what I'm saying? Documentary coming soon or what? Yeah, the documentary is done. It's just like, when am I going to sit there and the horse it over? I think I'm talking at the book release. I'm talking here. I'm doing like a little couple of public engagement type of vibe. So, you know, things. So, it's getting a little better to talk, hear my voice. Because I'm not used to being in front of the camera or hearing my voice. So, it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, I'm just getting into myself. But I think it'll be good. I think I'll probably drop the movie like probably top of the year at this point. You know, I'm going to promote the book for a little bit. I mean, who knows? Maybe I dropped a move. Maybe, you know, I, I got something up my sleeve. What's what month is it? September. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, maybe I'll do something. I'll figure it out. Well, <laughs> the movie might come sooner rather than later. Thinking about it, if I'm thinking about it, it might be a good idea because it's so damn near done, bro. It's like I really just need to take a good like month out to just like put the filing touches on it, make it all that it can be. Then maybe we might be able to push it to like some film festivals. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's really the way it, way it's gonna go. Cause um, it's gonna be more about like inspiring and believing in yourself and doing what you love to do more than so like this is me and my life and this 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 and that. Like, yeah, there's gonna be it's just like the book. There's under there's gonna be undertones of myself in it, you know, just to show me there. But it's gonna be a lot of like unseen footage and a lot of celebrity footage and a lot of just inspirational conversations that probably like. Just never have been heard or seen and never really had a place to go in terms of like the work I was doing. Like when you're doing a recap or a montage, like you're not thinking about putting some long ass clip in there, like some 12 minute clip <laughs> of like someone's yeah. telling some crazy speech. It's like you might put in, you know, you might put in like like 20 seconds of it or, or 30 seconds. Like so to kind of lengthen some of that and kind of open up my archives. And it's like 
I think it's a lot of uh, musicians and a lot of people that I shot that people fuck with. I think they'll like really want to see like, oh, what 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 is this about from this artist that was filmed that never was released? You know, it's just extra shit to add to the culture. You know, especially from your eyes again, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the vantage point of like, you know, this is how I'm seeing it. This is how I'm filming it. This is kind of how I'm gonna present it to the world, more or less. So. Yeah, the movie stuff is uh, is definitely up close, and 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 then the second book, Trigger Happy, and like, you know, that's that's damn near done. It's just I gotta probably add some more like, some more travel images to it. I really gotta hit the road and like, really get on my uh, cross country road trip, like go see America and really see what's out there and really document some, some different people. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. like some truckers and some like all types of just different people. And then I think once I do that, I think that book will pretty much be like solidified because I had so much going into this one. It was like it was overflow, overkill, you know. So I just had to put a second one together. And that's when I really put the second one together was that quarantine. I was just like, let's go, man. Like We're in quarantine. We're going to just we're going to just keep pushing it because I wanted to drop this one. But I, I didn't drop it because of quarantine. So that's why everyone's like, damn, your book finally dropped. You're talking about it. I was like, yeah, well, we're like. Corona took, took, took like two years. It took two years, and it took two years, and people are still like a little scary to go out. So it's like, you know, I'm just trying to make sure everybody's safe. You know what I'm saying? I'm not yeah. gonna be an asshole and drop the book like I'm dropping it when I want. You come to your, my event if you want or not, and I don't care. And I'm not like trying to get, you know, I'm not trying to get in trouble or get people sick or trying to like, you know, do nothing negative. So it's like I'll just wait on the book release until you know, basically until now. So how's that shit out there in uh, fucking L.A., man? Just locked down like they fucking portray on the news and shit like that? It like well, it was super locked down at one point, and it was, like, kind of cool, and it was, like, locked down, locked down, because you never seen L.A. like that. It was, like, empty. It was kind of eerie. It's like a ghost town. It was really, like, dead streets out there? Like, yeah, nobody they, on yeah, the streets? Yeah, they killed it. They like, it was really dead streets for, like, a, for, like, I don't know, that first little rip, you know what I'm saying? And it was... uh. It was interesting for sure. I was like, damn, this shit's crazy. This shit's like a movie. I can't believe everyone's in the house. <laughs> I was like, I'm cool with it because I like, I really don't mind being in the house because I got a lot of shit to do in here. <laughs> yeah, I seen a video of the skater dude. I forgot his director, but he had a fucking skater dude. He was out there just skating in LA. Yeah. And it looked crazy. I think so, I seen one of those videos where it was just like ghost town vibes. Yeah, and then like he brought back the traffic and shit at the end of the video. I thought yeah. it was fucking real clean as shit. I gotta check that out again. Yeah, I'll fucking send you the link later on, man. <clears throat> So, like, what, at the end of the day, man, like, you just trying to be, leave your name in the legacy? Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, I really just want to be happy. <clears throat> and uh, really, that's what I, I just, you know, I just want to be happy in uh, making photographs and doing videos and making art is what makes me happy. So I'll probably keep doing that, you know? <laughs> like, and I'm just going to try to get better and better at it and just stay more focused at it. And, um, really perfect my craft you know and try to and, and try to progress more on to the next level and not just be so stagnant and so like you know monotonous if you will so p uh besides every all the big names you already work with who's out there that you haven't worked with that you love to work with who's out there that i that, that i'd love <laughs> to work with that you haven't already with i mean you worked with already so yeah. many big names. I mean, shit. I would just, I would probably like to work with Cuddy on a video. That'd be raw. But I mean, I met him once. And he was hella nice, and he was cool. So, 
but I like didn't explain no, strange no information. It was like in a professional setting, and it was like I had other business to be attending to, like yeah, having a conversation with this man. I need to be working and stuff, but um, but yeah, like Cuddy, um, man, I'm really open to work with all all, all types of artists. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't really think of a specific artist. And I'm like, man, I need to do something for them. I mean, I'd probably like to maybe do something for Lil Wayne, but, like, that's, like, a personal thing for me. Let's get into the music genre, man. What you used to listen to, like, to get inspired. But so You said you used to listen to no radio on, on when you're driving, but did you ever zone out? Yeah, I mean, I always, I'm always turning music up when I'm in the studio and when I'm making videos and when I'm cooking up. Yeah. Shit. You Vibing know? out. Yeah, yeah, we're going to turn the music up to, like, ear-bleeding levels, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really want to feel the music. Like, yeah. when I'm editing something, it's a vibe, bro. Like, you say, is there, like, any rituals, like, you go through before you film? Like, no, not really. Like, I'll just pick up the camera, and as soon as I get the camera in my hand, it just, like, does its own thing. Like, I'm just, I'm, like, a different person. I'm you just connected with it. I'm boom. I'm gone. And now it's, like, I'm doing, I don't ask for permission. I'd rather ask for forgiveness. So, boom, go film the shots I need to get get closer the better you know what i'm saying if the image ain't great you got to get closer you know what i'm saying you got to sh really show the detail um <clears throat> so it's one of those things where really my ritual when i'm editing is like yeah it's like a party in there we're like turning up you know not like to say we're getting faded or nothing like that but we're like our energy is high like the energy is high the music is vibing you know what i'm saying Shh. ear knocking levels that's, that's where i love where i live in L la too and my building is like I could turn my music as loud as the fuck I want to. Play over the same song over and over and over again until five in the morning editing a video and just feel it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Just feel it. Because like when you feel the music, some people edit a music video and they don't give a shit. They'll just give you something just so they can get you off your tail and so they can take your money. No, nah, no, nah, me, I'm going to make it a whole vibe because I want to show the world the best version of you and it's my name on it. So I want to make everybody that in the party look good. And so it's like... It's like, I'm going to put the same effort in your video as I'm going to put into Kevin Gates' video or, you know what I'm saying, into Twist's video or whoever's video it may be. Like, I'm going to give you that same. Same Nikki. Yeah, I'm going to give you that same cut. That's what you're coming to. It's like, you're going to come get, like, get that look, that clean look. You know what I'm saying? That television-ready look. I'm not going to go crazy and add all this, like, Crayola crayon effects and have lightning bolts fucking going through your shit and broken hearts. You know, I might not be that, like, I might not be that visual artist, you know what I'm saying? I like, my, I'm just like, I like my cinematography. I like it clean, and you know, I'm just a very visual person. So, you know, I have a certain way I like to see the world. So, kind of, that's what you're coming to me for. Yeah. And it's like I treat everybody the same. You know, I treat every client the same. And it's like, you know, I'm not gonna give you some video that I just half-ass tried to cut because, like, I couldn't. Even, my I, my body wouldn't even allow me to do it. Like, my soul wouldn't let me to just cheapen some shit because it's like I come to take your money. I came to film you. I came to fuck with you for the day. I got all your footage back here. It's uploaded. We're sitting here. I'm about to put it together. And you mean to tell me that I'm about to sit it out now? I'm about to not give no effort now and just say, fuck it. And I, and I think about all the time I put into it. And I'm like, I'm yeah. not going to waste all that time I put into it and give you a flaming b bag of dog shit where you're not looking at the camera and I just gave you some quick edit and I didn't care about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, There's a whole formula to how I cut the videos. So it's like, I'm always going to give you, like, your best look, you know, and everyone that I do the video for, they're like, oh, man, it looks great. Like, I don't even see myself in this type of light because I'm going to show you the best version of you. 
And that's what it is about being a photographer, too. You know, you want to show someone the best version of them. You don't want to just, like, you know, you really want to study your prey, so to speak. <laughs> you know, when you're working for an artist or you're working for uh, anybody, really, you know, if you have, like, a subject matter, that subject has to be, like, your prey. Like You have to be, like, you have to know thy prey. Yeah. You have to know the best angles, the best looks, the best lens to put on. The, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're just, you have to know that. Because otherwise, like, you're going to be making people look crazy. And then that's when your photos don't get approved by the label. And they don't get approved by this, this, and that. Because, you know, there's a certain image that people are trying to portray. Especially when you're, like, uh, like higher up doing stuff for people that have, like, you know, massive amounts of fans. It's like, you can't just be, you just can't be putting out there whatever, you know. But that's like I say, like you learn those things, like you learn the best angles and then you'll take that and like apply that to all types of other photography and, you know, whatever else. So uh, you ever going to direct a movie, man? You ever think you're going to go that way? With yeah, your- yeah, I definitely got to direct a movie. I got a couple ideas for movies and stuff. Like I'm a big horror movie buff. You know, I like horror movies. I've seen every horror. Like I'm. I like, mo- see, like I told you earlier about the feelings. I just like to feel things. So it's like my favorite type of movies are comedy movies, horror movies, and documentaries. It's like I'm going to learn something if I'm watching a documentary. If I just want to laugh and kick it, I'll put on a comedy. I don't really watch too much comedies because I haven't seen so many of it to this point. It's like I'm more of like I'm really big into horror because I like to feel something. It's like, yeah, I want to feel scared. Now, not that I feel scared, but like I want to feel like on edge, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like I want to see some weird shit. See, just some horror movies and comedy movies. You thinking about making? Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to make a horror film for sure. Like, like, like Rob, Le- Rob, Rob Zombie, Rob Zombie level. type shit. Yeah, I want to go Rob Zombie level horror film for sure. Probably most people don't know that, but you ever met Rob Zombie? No, I never did meet Rob Zombie. No? That's crazy. That'd be cool though. Yeah, fucking right. Man, you had See, I don't move in those circles like that. Like yeah, I've yeah. only done like you know, I've only done a couple of handfuls of some rock shit. And it's just like it's like doing stuff for rock bands is crazy because it's like you're not just dealing with like one person, you're dealing with like a whole set of people and like emotions and energies and like yeah. everybody has a certain vision and it's it's not like dealing with like a musician or a rapper or a singer or like a um even a model, you know, it's like you're dealing with like a little team at this point. Back but, but but like I've done some cool band videos, man. I fuck with it. Back in the day, man, when you were younger, you had some dreads and shit. How long you were growing your dreads before you cut them? I probably grew them for like eight years. No shit? Yeah, I had dreads for eight years. That shit was crazy. Some South Side Boy shit, some skater shit? Yeah, I, I mean, what I, think at first, I think at first it was like, it was like just kind of inspired like on some rebellious like Bob Marley shit really, you know, I was like, yeah, like, and then uh, the lady that I was with, well, the lady that I was with at the time, um, we kind of had just did it one night. We had just bought the kit and just did it one night to see what it would look like. I think I was just like, "Fuck it, let's see what it, you know." Yeah, might look good. Yeah, I don't know. And then it just stuck, and I just stayed with it. <laughs> you know, I bought a kit, but you know what I'm saying? Like I bought some shit for it, um, and basically, uh, you know, they were legendary at one point. The <laughs> motherfuckers were down to my ass. They were long, bro. Yeah, they were long. They were super long. So I really stuck with it for a long time. At one point, it was kind of like my signature or trademark that like people knew me by. They're like, "Oh yeah, there goes a white boy with dreads." Bet we know him. They like they might have not even known me, but they known of me because like, yeah, oh, there was the a white dreads. boy. Yeah, there goes a white boy with dreads. We've seen him everywhere. Yeah, because I was really moving around like everywhere. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, really? And, uh, I mean, that's just the type of person I am, bro. I'm an adventurous person. I like to go a lot of places. I like to meet a lot of people and do a lot of different things. It's like, I have my time in my solo moments when I'm in nature or when I'm at the house. But it's like getting out and about and seeing new things, that's what's going to bring new inspiration to your life, you know? Yeah. You can only sit and look at the hard drives for so long, you know? And you can only sit and look at the mountain and be in your head for so long. You know, everything is like, you know, you can't you can't do too much of anything at one point, you know? Yeah, you got to go get that drink of water, man. Go get that. So you get that thirst of different, more and more shit. Like, I don't just traveled in country man just being different places atlanta miami shit new york that's just mm -hmm. cali cali's always a blessing man like I, said, I hit you up when i was out there that one time but you were in puerto rico yeah doing your thing and that was during COVID. i don't know what you do. took a break out there for puerto rico um puerto rico it was uh we were out there filming with uh for kevin gates for one of his mixtapes oh puerto okay. rico. yeah yeah so he was out there basically um really just doing his thing recording hella new music um, and just catching a vibe out there. And we were probably out there for about like a month, maybe a little bit more. Um, I was like documenting some like day-to-day -day stuff. We did a couple music videos. Um, he was really just making really good music. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to his engineer, John. That's my dog. We were out there. Uh, just vibing in the studio going, yeah, out there? Going, going crazy, making songs at daytime, nighttime, all night sometimes. Sometimes one song. Sometimes we'd make four songs in a row. Like, Traveling the island and shit, too? Oh, yeah, yeah. Spots. Going around the island. We filmed a video up in the rainforest that was real tight at El Yonque. And uh, filmed some stuff on the coast. We drove all over that that damn Puerto Rico. I, I'll tell you what, boy. <laughs> I'll tell you what. We were really driving around Puerto Rico. Dog, like, it's not even big. It's like 200 miles by 35 yeah, yeah, miles It's, it's a couple hours, you know, each way to get around that thing. So, yeah, it's like, so it's like we definitely seen the whole, I don't know which side it was, but we definitely seen the whole one side of the island because we were scouting locations and we went like two hours away for a location. Like we were really scouting locations like that, bro. Like Then you could get back to I don't to even know nothing about Puerto Rico. I'm like, we got to go over here. <laughs> well, how do you know? Oh, shit, I'm looking at them, plotting shit like the CIA on yeah. the damn computer. Like, I think this is going to be a good spot. It's a dope building. Like, it was one of the, uh, it was one of the buildings in the movie, uh, the, vi the video, uh, Puerto Rico Love, where Kevin's in front of like um, a big building and it's an abandoned building, but it has a Puerto Rican flag on it. And there's certain buildings in Puerto Rico where the the flag is everywhere, but like this flag was huge. It was massive. It was like I don't know, a couple stories high, the whole building. So I was like, that's the spot. And there was a park bench right in front with like a trap park, like that super gates. So it was like he was jumped in there. It was like the whole scene just worked. And it was like we had to drive two hours to get it, but I'm not tripping about the two hours because after I had the footage, I'm just happy as hell for the next <laughs> two hours coming back. Cause I'm like, bet we got the scene yeah. that we needed, and it was Gucci. And now it's like that made the drive worth it, driving four hours to get a scene. Fucking 40 minutes. An if you don't want to drive time. four hours to get a scene, you you know, fuck it. I don't know. Just film it in front of a brick wall. Shit. <laughs> I'm just, you know, just, sometimes it takes time, man. I'm telling you, you got to go on a mission sometimes. And you got to compete. You got to go on a mission sometimes. And you have to convince people to go on the mission with you. And you have to sometimes hold people. Sell it, right? Yeah, you got to really sell it. And sometimes you might even have to hold someone's hand like, Yo, everything's going to be cool. This will be straight. Whether you're taking someone on a trip to a mountain, to a cliff, if you're trespassing, if you're shutting down a street, if you're trying to be somewhere you're not supposed to be, it's like you just have to have faith and then trust that everything is going to be good. And you have to, you know, kind of give the trust of the person that you're with to your, your client, musician, model, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. Like, yo, like, 
everything is going to be good, you know, have faith in the kid. And then we come back with some historic art Sick. and a story. And they were like, oh, my God, I can't believe we did that. I'm like, yeah, I can't believe it either. She <laughs> Thank God we made it back. Yeah. To <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. One second, bro. My boy had just texted me. He said he's at the front door. Uh, the back seat. A little back seat sleeve. Oh, shit. We got microphone headset. We got it yeah. all set up. Matthias came through the building. Yeah, came through with the camera. Came through with the book. Came through. Oh, what if I could get myself? <laughs> <laughs> Matthias is in the building. Matthias St. John, ladies and gentlemen. One of my childhood friends, skater friend, uh, past roommate, uh, Shit, there's many uh many hats that he wears. Artist, photographer, general adventure. Yeah, big <laughs> big adventure man, big adventurer. Yeah, you know, been a lot of fun, a lot of times. Yeah, talk, was, talking to that mic. Yeah, talk a little closer. Let me hear my voice. Okay, get okay. It's a nice setup. Get What's in up, there. Matthias? Man, Show, tell everybody who you are, man. Tell them what you do. I just grew up skating, and since, you know, all our friends were jumping off roofs, me and Nick, we said, okay, let's grab the camera. We got to figure this out. Yeah, <laughs> y'all original jackass boys, huh? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Knox, holla at him, man. Original jackass boys here, man. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, man? Well, you know, just came to show off this book that I got, make some trades and stuff. I got, got a new book, Golden Years. I got a whole bunch of art. That's about it. I brought the brought the goods with me. I don't even know if these could get talked about, but yeah, I shoot like all sorts of different cameras, you know. You know, there's it. It was always interesting, like just growing up using different cameras, and then you just kept wanting to learn more and more and more and more. So I don't know. I figured I'd bring some things over that that I haven't even shown with many people. Oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we got some exclusive shit going on here. This stuff is very exclusive. This is for the galleries. I don't really be showing this to anyone, but, you know, since it's, like, the right time and place, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I might bring this out. This is our 8x10 transparencies. Kind of hard to see. Big see film negative. Got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big slides. Here you go. Let me see. Big old film slide. Yeah, need like we need like a light board, huh? Yeah, or just like a phone behind it or something like that. Might be able. Yeah, that might work. That might work. Shit, it's a lot of multiple exposure work. Yeah, I know it's hard to see. You know what? You might be able to see it on that softbox over there. Big tizzle with the eight by ten. Yeah, if you put it behind that softbox, that. That will work. Now we're fucking talking. Oh, yeah. We're cooking now. Oh, yeah. Oh, Man, this is crazy. This is, like, abstract, huh? That's super, yeah. Because, you know, like, it became so simple for everyone to shoot with, like, an iPhone and make, like, the world's most huh. perfect picture on Earth. I this said. is tight. This is tight with a little thing in the corner. It's like a, it's like a little, like... That notch code. Yeah, the little, the little phone thing. Yeah. Big abstractionisms. Yeah, I'm doing... That's dope. Yeah. I like that. Just a whole bunch of them, man. Cut through some of these. So what was this shot on? This is shot on an eight by ten camera. That big one. He that big he one. He was carrying yeah, that in video the, in the dune. Yep. Yeah. And then the big old school camera. You got to you know it's got a looks like an accordion and you got to get under the cape and you got to have big sheets of film you load into the side of like it. Like metal film, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yep. Yep. You have a chemical and shit on deck too for it or two or what? Yeah, I use a lab CSW. They've been amazing to me my whole life. So. Like a bug right here. 
Yeah. Boy Matthias. That boy Matthias took a picture of a big dead bug. Yes. <laughs> there it is. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Was that in the street? Yeah, it's in the street. What is that, spray paint? It's signed to the street. It's, I just shot that off. Uh, I used the pixels from a computer screen. Oh so it matches like the digital with like the street. It's like two sides of everything. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know. I like it because it's more hands-on than like digital. You could just tweak shit and put it around and that's cool. But for me, it's like, I like to take that risk and do something that no one else is going to try. A lot of like... A little Dirk shot. Yeah. That one's tight. See, like this next one, that one's got so many flaws that you wouldn't normally put in an image. That's like my favorite thing. You wouldn't do that. Uh-uh. Big multiple exposureisms. Yeah. I see you teasing. Yeah. And this ain't cheap now. No, each, <laughs> each one of those images is over a hundred bucks. So, like, if you're playing with a hundred dollar image, you're no one's gonna take those risks to fuck up that shot when you've got to measure all those things. There's so many factors that go into that. Of course, of course. Yeah, that, this you one's cold. This one's cold, right? You operating with technology from way back. Yeah, modern day. I mean, for me, it was like studying all the the artists that really fucking made it: Jeff Walls, Gerskis, Cindy Sherman. These people sold the most expensive photographs on earth. I said, I'm going to use the same technology that they are. Yep. Salute to you, bro. Yeah, man. That's, that's just fucking dope. Gersky sold a photo of the Rhine. 4.3 million. Come on. Let me do. Let me use their cameras and switch the mode. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me, let me take this 8x10 to the streets one time. Yeah. Yeah, oh. Matthias Poppin, a big trap guy. He likes to shoot guns and pistols, so if anyone wants to. Big, big, yeah, big shooters. If, if anyone wants to let Matthias come shoot their collection, man, he's going to put you on that $4.5 million sheet of film. Yeah. It's tight. I see you, I see you. That's tight. Yeah, you know, that's modern. But Thank you for sharing. Of course. Get into uh, so what would you say your creative process is, Matthias? It's being being in the action. Right then, there's there's multiple forms. There's not just one one creative process. You know, I got like the definitely like abstract and stuff that like no one really knows about that. Mm -hmm. Not barely anyone, because I don't really show people that. My thing's been like being in the flow in the moment, doing like photography and stuff with like. The film camera shooting that. Yep. And then I got that 8x10, and my inspiration was to figure out how to shoot that handheld and bring the energy and the action of that 35 millimeter into the 8x10, yeah. which is how I started learning to shoot that handheld. Some of the shots that people might have actually seen that I posted on my Instagram. Yeah, so it's a big, huge camera. Yeah. Def definitely not even really supposed to shoot it handheld but you, you can no 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 <laughs> you no, can that, but it takes yeah you learn it a lot that's just, i haven't seen anyone do that like, yeah for sure for sure so like what i did is i used like a super wide lens because first of all i wasn't going to be able to see what i was shooting but that negative's so large you got so much space to go into that's like hundreds and hundreds of fucking megapixels you can never ending like yeah, whatever a, the quality. Yeah, if it's you a know huge. The, if, if you know the nerd shit, you know the nerd shit. The fucking it's a huge yeah, image. Yeah, so with lots of pixels, if digitalized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk about your book, man. You got out, man. Um, well, that's from that's the golden years. That's the yeah, golden years right there. I have to. You just dropped this book too, or yeah, just just doing a soft release at the moment, but 
This is fire. Yeah, yeah. Here this we go. is fire. Yeah, there's some. This is from. Let me read the intro to it. Golden years, 2006 to 12. Skating, sweat, sparks, sex, and innocence. House parties, a house arrest, flip phones, and iPhone ones. Skinny jeans, illegal weed. Concerts, clubs, block parties, being broke and getting paid, spending everything. The first tats and first kids, 24-inch rims, rebellions, adrenaline, and women. Black Max, pennies, champions, and oil money. Cool kids. Shella, Twista, Scooter, Vile, Wiz, Boldy James, Million Dollar Man, Oh, He Say, She Say, Jeezy, Tennille, Crystal Castles, Chip the Ripper, Bun B, that's Histic, Dada, Nick B, Miami, Kansas City, Austin, Chicago. Life is as you live. <coughs> Jojo, Josh, and SPC. Dang, that's tight. Look at Big Paul Walls in there. Yeah, you see that ankle monitor? Yeah, I like that. Oh, that's how it Man, starts. this book is sick, bro. I don't want to look at it on the podcast, though, because I'm going to sit here and look. There's a long, See, I got to sit here. I got to sit here and look at this, bro. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I'm going to give you one of my books, but thank you for this, bro. I'm going to uh, definitely cherish this shit, bro. I got to look at this, because this shit's getting me excited, dog. Uh, I know. Just to see, because we grew up a lot of our formative years together, and we lived together for... Um, for a period of time, and um, so like a lot of this stuff in here hits really close to home. Like, damn, bro, this shit's bringing me back right now. <laughs> that's why it's called Golden Years, right? Because I mean, it was some golden years for sure. See, that's the thing about life too is like you have golden years and golden eras of your life. Like the golden era of skating was crazy. This is more yeah. or less like the golden years, like like of our life over there. But like. I'm always looking for the next golden era, dog. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? The next great era of your life where you're just, like, feeling great about it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, fully living. You were fully living. Right? Like, when I first moved to California, that was kind of like a golden era. Like, first moving to Cali. Like, everything I was doing, like, that first year or two, it was like everything was fresh, new. I was like, man, this will never get old. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It didn't get too old, but, like, it got a little stale. But, you know, we're still working and shit, so I'm not with nothing but thankful, but... Um, it's always good to try to have like that time of your life that's like, man, let's make this shit memorable. If it's like a summer or whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, go hard to make it memorable. And sometimes it's like, because sometimes you have such sad years of your life, depressing years, and people just, you know, are just down. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's definitely not a golden year. But shit, we had this. I had the skating golden years and creating with my grandma golden years. You know, fucking all types of. Had a couple of golden eras in my life, yeah, you know? So. Yeah, the Chicago bootleg mixtape. Yeah, we had a skate tape. We had a skate, mm -hmm. we had a skate video. And, um, yeah, I love it. You had the Who Is Nick B? Oh, yeah, man. I had the website. Classic. That was my website. Mm -hmm. Who Is Nick B? Yeah, that was my website at the back in the day dot com. Cause it was like, Who Is Mike Jones or some shit? I think that was like, Remember Mike Jones? Yeah. Mike Jones. Yeah, Mike. 281-330-8004. Yeah, that shit. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, Mike Jones. I fucked with him. He's a that Texas shit. rapper, right? Yeah. Yeah, him and Little shit. Flip. Like, yeah, I like that shit. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, the oh, Texas, yeah, Houston, Houston. Yeah, that shit. Texas rap. Yeah, I, I fuck with it heavy. Especially that era, for sure. So y'all grew up together, and it's basically, uh, was it you say he's the one that taught you, like, the basics for the final cut? No, that was uh, Joe. Oh, no. That, that was Joe. 
you are way ahead on video. You're like, man, this photography shit's sick, but I'm getting paid with this video. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm getting this most reckless fucking... Because my shit, like, then all the fucking new cameras were coming out. They're like, you got to get this new camera. And then you got to get this new camera. They went from the 20 to the 30 to the fucking 60D. I'm just like, fucking fuck this new technology shit. I was like, I'm getting the 8x10, and no one's going to be able to ever tell me shit about fucking camera quality. I'm like, <laughs> done. Done. Yeah. Got it. Biggest image negative complete captured and no no digital camera can <laughs> reproduce it it really can't it really can't growing up man what like what were you gained your from uh inspi- inspiration from man like where'd you like where, where what took you to this direction of being where you're at today like everything was rollerblading everything was rollerblading that taught me more than anything i could ever expect oh my god like introduce us to music and introduce us to culture it introduced us to like having a lust for life like wanting to get out and do things like nothing else could have done that it showed us how to use a camera how to move around how to fucking look for things how to like respect people how to like move around rooms and how to fucking like push yourself oh my god did it teach you how to push yourself we were on some fucking ready to die like come on how fucking far can we go Fuck this. <laughs> let's go let's have fun fucking Trust me, like yeah, Matthias is like a fucking great skater, like fucking phenomenal. You still skate? Like I only got to a certain point, but Matthias went like full, full way, like all the way. Yeah, yeah I was asking Nikki if he still skates. He said, "Nah, I tried it one time and fucking hurt. It hurt too bad." He still skates. He still got it. No I mean, question. I could roll around for sure. <laughs> Catch some B roll and shit, roll around. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice little rolling shot. Yeah. So what's what's um, what's your plans with your book, man? When you, you got a little special book release for you too, or you just yeah, I had like a little soft release, uh, but I just want to like kind of keep this this these first hundred issues. They're gonna be pretty private. Like those only get to like the people that really grew up with those, and then I'll continue to per- put it out. You know, like yeah, that's like for the homies first. For yeah. the homies, yeah, like that's the first chapter, and then. I've got so many projects. Like you just saw, I've got a whole art gallery ready to yeah, go. This shit crazy. There's millions of dollars. That book is incredible. I've yeah, this is it. dope. It's like it's bringing me right back, dog. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's crazy, but um, it's good. It's like that's the power of photography, dog. Like it's crazy. You know, it's like telling your story. His story. I mean, really, it's unreal. It's like we're talking about all this stuff on the podcast. My man comes to talk to me. We can talk about this shit all the time, all day, all night until we're blue in the face. But then he puts his book on my lap. Boom. Here it is. Our childhood right here in image form. And now everything's coming back to me. All the feelings, all the energy, all the, you know what I'm saying? Feeling like I was right there. You know, that's the power of photography. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, thank you for the gift. You know, thank yeah. you. My so. favorite thing about photography is you live so many moments of your life that you can't recall back up. And then you go through those images and, whoa, you really see, like, what you've done. It's just out of control. <laughs> Sometimes that's the hardest part about it, It's like it evidence. Too. Yeah, but, like... <laughs> evidence of you being here, you know? Sometimes it's, like, also, like, the most stressful and hardest part. If you're, like, trying to edit it and make it into something, that can be, like, overwhelming at times because you've actually, like, lived so much. But at the same time, it's just, like... You have to relive it now. Yeah. And put it into something cohesive, and it's like, Jesus. It's fun, though. God. At least, like... A lot of moments and a lot of pictures, it's like... Once you're going decades plus with this shit, it's like... You know, you're going to have a lot of a lot of hard copies and a lot of 
media and a lot of hard drives and a lot of things that need to be accounted for, you know, to make sure that like you have some type of file system or some way to leave your legacy or some yeah. way to, cause it's like, if I, if I just didn't care about these hard drives or didn't copy any of this or back any of this shit up, I wouldn't have no book. Yeah. I would just have like some memories and, you know, but I kept everything. I keep everything. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? I keep all my credentials. I keep every shoot that I've ever did. I probably only de- I probably only deleted like a couple shoots off my hard drives ever, just because I needed some extra space, and it was some like something that was probably like already over, or paid for, or finished, and didn't really need to have the hard copy of. You know. To be honest, I really want to see an art show where someone just puts their hard drives, just the hard drives, right onto the fucking computer. You can just go through the fucking hard drives and see their whole fucking life, and just fucking go through all of that. <laughs> that should be out of control. You need about a lot of fucking computers. <laughs> People be there for hours just flicking through shit. Different yeah. person, yeah. a different hard drive on a different computer. Yeah. Do you, do you have your shit stored on hard drive too? Oh, I got I got it back back backed up. And you got a file system with all your prints too, all your negatives. Whatever file system that is, that shit was not easy to go through. <laughs> Man, I can't. That's probably ten times harder than fucking doing it on a digital fucking platform. It's really the same. <laughs> filing, filing some fucking filing it for real. It's really the it's same. How long cabinet. you been shooting on an eight by ten? Over ten years now. No yeah. shit. Yeah, it took a lot because like that camera's so big, so like <laughs> much to like carry around and stuff. Like a lot of people can't like break through that point of just like setting up composing making things soft and perfect like when i started like getting reckless and just cranking that shutter and throwing that film through that camera and fucking doing shit i was like oh it's fucking on now because i was like so (laughs) held back and worried like someone's gonna find this out someone's gonna try and do what i did and then i was like putting six months in like one photograph and i was like let me find the motherfucker who's willing to go through <laughs> all the shit that I'm doing because they've got fucking more drive than I can imagine. Like, let find someone who's going to go and do what I did. I hope I do. I mean, shit, I shot with the uh, what, 4x5? Yeah. I shot with a 4x5 camera, medium format camera, 8x10 camera, and I'm going to tell you, like, it's not for me. <laughs> but, like, it's for him, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for me... It's like he said, setting all that shit up, bro. That shit is crazy. You gotta set it up. You gotta change what's it called, the bola. Uh, yeah, the fucking. You gotta roll. You gotta, ch- you know, you gotta change gears and roll things and focus things and make. And then you gotta look at things under a cape and it's upside down and backwards. And you gotta make sure it's in focus. <laughs> like it's serious, dog. And then you only get what two sheets of film in a thing. Yeah. So and you one put. Holder. So you put the holder in. You only get two sheets in there. And then you gotta take, almost- a, take them out somewhere in the dark so they don't get exposed. And then so you got to have mad holders with you. And them holders are like a fucking size of a binder. Yep. 8x10. It's an image. You got to have a big stack. Yeah. Bro, that video when you're climbing over the fucking sand dunes and it's it's on that, your shoulder. Just and I the, was just like, what the fuck? Just like, where the are these weight. dudes taking his fucking equipment? Like, how far? How far <laughs> he takes you, it everywhere. How far did you take that thing? Bro? He's still lights. taking it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was He's in still white dragging sands. it around. In White Sands, National Dunes, all that, man. Yeah, just the weight alone of that camera will put so many people out. That's over 60 pounds of fucking. And it's just, old technology. Yeah. People want the latest, newest Sony camera. They ain't going backwards or go forwards. That's Matthias. He's a big time traveler. They don't, man. They don't He's know ahead of his time. How, how much do you weigh, dog? I'm, I'm probably holding like over <laughs> half my weight in cameras when I go out. That's fucking say, do dog. Another, do another fucking five miles with all of that. Bro, I'm inspired as yeah. shit by that. Because I fucking seen that video. I was just like, dude, like. Who is Where it? this fucking dude's carrying his camera equipment? He just yeah. fucking lucky. It was an epic ass shot, by the way, nigga B. 
Fucking uh, fucking mountains behind him and seeing him walking over the fucking sand dunes. And it's already bad enough you're walking in sand, bro. To be honest, I don't even think I tried to photograph that day. That was, that was one of the around. craziest things, yeah. <laughs> I ended up, like, I, I was trying to find it. I was like, these dunes are all right, but... Nothing, nothing sparked inspiration for you to light it up? I mean, that film's expensive. So, like, you think about every single move you make. That's what the first the first time I did something. Oh, I'm gonna have to sign that before it's out. Okay, okay, so, okay. But uh, bet, 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 bet. I gotta sign yours. I don't know if I have a star sharpie though. Are you got a sharpie? I got two of them. Yeah. All right. Now, like the first time that film, because it is so expensive, you're putting fucking hundred bucks on each shot. And fucking the first one I shot, I noticed like I cracked, cranked the shutter and shot it, and it was at a sixtieth of a second, and it oh. was a night shot. It needed to be at like longer exposure. four fucking seconds because the ISO is 100 ISO. My fucking f stops at least at 22, and then I'm just everything like everything in that everything in that camera is so sharp, so crisp. Yeah. Those lenses, Schneider, man, everything. So <laughs> yeah. Anyway, though, I noticed like this image is off. I just fucking blew a hundred dollars. I was fucking furious. I just cranked that <laughs> shutter, cranked it, cranked it, cranked it. I threw a fucking fit. I was so upset. Crank the shutter, shoot that again. Crank that shutter, shoot it again. And slowly over time, what happened, that fucking tripod started dropping down and down and down and down and down. And it gave me this beautiful shot where there's all these dots just following down. And I was like, and it had like just enough exposure. And it gave me this amazing abstraction. And I was just so pissed off. I showed it to someone. They're like, whoa, what is this? I was like, fuck this shot. Fuck this fucking shit. Ain't nothing. I fucking traveled the world and came back. <laughs> and like, after like those three, four years of fucking being gone and shit, I came back and I looked at it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's not about that perfection. This shot actually is fucking something. And then I started getting, that's when I started getting reckless with You're it. You're running on international stories. Matthias, you live in Australia. Yeah, I lived in Australia for a year and a half. No shit. This yeah. podcast actually gets downloaded in Australia. Oh, they know what's up. <laughs> Shout out Sydney. What up? Man, hey. we're, we're fucking listening to in eight countries, believe it or not. Oh, my like, God. We just fucking barely started, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, uh, like, it's funny as hell, not to get off subject real quick, but I told my dad, because my dad always talked, he listened to my podcast, and he didn't like the way my mouth is. He's like a Christian man and shit, so. And, he, and, he, and he, he's like, because he knows I do the photography business too. Mm -hmm. So he's like, dude, you can't fucking talk like that. And let people are gonna hire you. I was like, Dad, people ain't gonna hire me based on how I fucking speak. They're gonna hire me based on the quality of work they're hiring me or what yep. they've seen. You know what I'm saying? So, and then I hit him up the other day. I was like, Dad, I'm listening to in eight countries, dude. You know what I'm saying? He's like, That's that's good. That's good. That's good, <laughs> yeah, son. Nice way to go. You know what I'm saying? But back on. Uh, Carrying that equipment, man, that's just fucking epic as hell. I'm, I'm, yeah. I salute to you, dog. Like you said, I probably won't do that shit. I got a, I got my bag, and that's all. That's enough for me. But carrying around a fucking, what is that? Like 15 pounds, 20 pounds, no, 30 pounds? Man, no, I said it's over half my body weight. That's over 60 pounds. That tripod alone is probably 35 at least. Jesus. You got the lenses. If I use multiple lenses. Yeah, that's big old. old but that, 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 taking less shots like that, that definitely helps you with your eye too, man. You're gonna, like, tremendously. You're going to really put everything in. You're going to look at every fucking detail. There's so much you can do with that camera too. All the tilt shifts, the swings, the bellows, the fucking abstraction, the fucking, if you want a fucking slow shot or high shot or fucking everything, you're going to put all those ideas in. There's not going to be a single piece that you don't fucking really put into it. Oh, shit. How, how, is, is, how far is the f-stop going, I think? That's over at, like, 102. Oh, 102. shit? Yeah. 
102. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Lance said that was a 64 club. F64 club, of course. Yeah, those Everyone shot with F64, but they 102. Drop, drop way further down. You got so many things to factor in, though. And then I shoot, like, the highest quality film. Shoot fucking 50 ISO film. The grain on that is smoother than anything you'll ever find. I love that. <laughs> 50 ISO. Matthias is passionate. He's a passionate person, you know? Yeah. You got to live with passion in your life, otherwise it's going to get stagnant and boring. So you, you, did you stay locally or did you travel with Nikki? After the Nikki went out there to Cali, that's when you started traveling around too? I, you've been traveling? I met him out there. Okay, so what I was doing was I was doing Postmates. It was fucking amazing because I was just riding a bike around, getting fucking paid two grand a weekend. I was making two grand in a weekend to ride a bike around <laughs> fucking Chicago and drop off food. That shit was amazing. And like then, a, like a messenger? Yeah, I couldn't fucking believe it. It was so much fun. <laughs> and then, fucking winter came, was around. And I said, well, uh, uh, not even for two grand am I riding this fucking bike around, dropping off people's food and shit. So I drove out to LA. And when I was in LA, fucking things drastically changed. Bonuses cut. Now, instead of fucking just riding my bike around, which is cool because I had some money saved up. So my main idea was to get a motorcycle and do like the same thing. But. Riding on a motorcycle ain't like the same as riding a bicycle. Now it's it's fun, but you don't have that fucking heartbeat in it. You're not yeah. fucking like yeah. getting your, you're not Cardio. getting your physical up the same way. And so then I was just like either in the bike or in the car. And then I, dude, we switched from two grand a week to three hundred dollars a week. I was like, this is out of control. Living in LA, rent's fucking $1,000 a fucking month. I can't even afford rent if I want to. So now I'm living in a car, driving in the car, sleeping in the car, and not even in the back seat. Yo, I'm fucking waking up, cranking the fucking seat up and down. That's it. That's my fucking only up and down, my only movement. I felt trapped in that car. Nine fucking months doing that. I shot some insane. The only thing that kept me sane was the fact that I was photographing the whole time. Fuck the goddamn orders. I did not care. Your fries going to get cold. I'm probably going to eat half of them because I couldn't care about your fucking order. I don't care how fucking cold your burger gets. Get whatever you want. If I found someone to photograph, that's the only reason I'm fucking moving around. Oh, my God. I got some great images. I found this one fucking guy, this homeless man. He found a whole fucking, like, Bro must have had like over 10 pounds of fucking weed on him. He found Shake. <laughs> shake in the fucking can, like one of the dispensary dumpsters. And it's this guy just holding up this fucking huge ass fucking bag of weed outside this fucking grocery store in LA. And he's just fucking juiced on life. We looked at the camera. I was like, hold up, man. Look at like, he tried, like, to sell me weed when I was in, like, the grocery store. And he's like, yo, you look like a motherfucker who smokes weed and shit. And I was like, actually, to be honest, I don't really even smoke that much. But I see a great investment opportunity at this moment. If you have 10 pounds of weed on you, I'll buy that weed from you because I can sell that out. I end up looking at the weed. I'm like, all oh, this shake. It's all shake. I was like, oh, no, no. Okay, I don't even want to deal with all this. I was like, but can I shoot a photo of you? Because this is like your greatest day on earth. Oh, my <laughs> and he's, God. He's like, I don't know. Is the camera going to capture my soul? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I was getting crazy. I pulled out the 8x10. He's like, yeah, this is the camera that's going to capture my soul. Look at the lighter. The big ass bucket. <laughs> 
Oh my god! Can I take your picture? He thinks of the iPhone. <laughs> Big ass shit. fucking <laughs> fucking Ichabod Crane ass camera. Fucking hold on, it's a ten minute setup. Hold on. Oh yeah, <laughs> people not the sleepy hollow shooter. Man, is that image in that book? Ah, oh, that's in the LA chapter. Oh no shit! That's not out yet. Nope. That's a sequel. Well, when's that dropping? Eh, yeah. Whenever I put it out. <laughs> At my time. So, man, how many fucking images you caught on that thing so far? I've got 10 years of it. Yeah, I've been going through film. I don't know. I don't keep counting like that. You can't. You just keep time. Damn. How much money do you think you spend on film? I've never even wanted to think about that. That's out of control. How much money you spend on equipment? It's all the same. Yeah, I know. That's you what know? I'm saying. A, a lot. Well, I, don't, I don't think about it either. There, you know? That's how you're living. Glad every single time and every single single thing I can get it makes it all worth it. Yeah, yeah, bro. My favorite. Like I said, the money ain't important like that. My, my Secondary. Fa- mm, my favorite thing is just like to experiment with other things, like new new films and things like that. I'm always like taking something, seeing what I can do. How does this work? How does that work? What processes does this do? There's so many different like tools and tricks and all like things that you could do that like no one else would ever fucking think to do. Did you uh, reach out to anybody around this area that knew how to do anything like that? Yeah, I mean, there's Eight like a ten whole, whole community. There's very few of them, but I've met a couple that really... The main thing was CSW. The film lab, I learned so much from Osan. That man taught me so, so much. Shout out Osan. He looked out for me like no one else has. Oh, my God. He's that like man. his Obi-Wan Kenobi. He really is. No shit. Yeah. Oh, that man knows what's up. He's like, I remember like one of the first images I brought him... I took that camera off, like, that bridge on 18th and Canal Street. That big yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. The the tower. bridge. Yeah, yeah. All he took the it way, up there. All the way up to the top. He saw that it's image. A tower, it's a tower of the river. It's like a big, like a, it's like a whole structure. It's like, I don't know, 20 Yeah, feet. like a bridge, right? That just it's like, it's like 15, what, 15 stories? It's plus. This it's thing is like It's one of the rawest views of the city you'll ever see. On 18th dude. Street, right? Yeah. It's right, right there on the bridge? That shit is major. Only a psycho you, would climb you, up it. You went all the way up top. And with down, the camera. And down and got like the psycho. tripod and went back up. That was a two-trip event. Because that shit is... Wait, you big. were on top of this motherfucker? The tip. The one that the fucking thing it's that flat. stays up. It's always up. Yeah, it's right? always yeah. up, but it's flat up there on top. Yeah. I was up there with the camera. Was it a fucking ladder to get up there or what? You no, just, you climb you up. Just, a, there's a, sta- a little stair set, but it's like a little tiny, like every stair set is like two inches by... It ain't easy. It's like That's little notches sure. you got to climb up. It's like, yeah. fixing, it's like fixing a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I went up there one time and I'll never go up there ever again. I went up there once. I'm like, okay, cool. This shit is raw as fuck. And yeah. I went up there and filmed a scene from a homie's video, but I'll never go up there again. You know when I go up there? Sketchy as shit. My favorite it's time. It's just scary. I got, I'm afraid of heights, but it's like one of the rawest views you'll ever see of the city because it's unobstructed by anything. It's right, everything. Down, right down the see fucking center line. Everything. You know my favorite time to go up there is 4th of July. And there's nothing around Ooh. you. 4th, 4th of, of July, July, you will see all the Don't fireworks blow up the spot. Fuck. everywhere. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Shit. I don't know how many people are hearing this, but well, I don't know how many people going. are gonna want to go up that motherfucker. Shit, that's that's, a, that's it, a challenge. That's it really that daunting. Not, not for the easy ones. Because well, you gotta like climb. If, if you're first in, of all, you gotta jump up country. there onto a ladder. You gotta you gotta scale a ladder for like three stories. Then you gotta get on these little. You know how it's like a it's like a cross beam. Yeah, you, yeah. you walk the cross beam. There's just little stairs, but you wouldn't see them. They're little notches. You gotta walk the whole cross beam all the way up. So you got real graffiti shit. Mm-hmm. That is. And you carry that fucking whole thing up there, <laughs> yeah. sixty pounds. So what plus. did he say? At the, what did Osan say at the film lab when he seen Osan, that? Osan saw that picture. He processed that image for free. He said, "You know what? 
keep going. I want to see what you're going to do. <laughs> Damn, he said, I'm the house because you're a real big shooter <laughs> he, out here. He where's where's Osan from? Where's he's it? from Chinatown. He knew exactly where that bridge was. He knew, he knew, he's like, how'd you get this camera up there? I said, I climbed. What do you, how would I get up there? He's like, all right. Oh my God. He's like, this one. This one. This is on. the one. <laughs> Big St. John. Matthias St. John. His name is already a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real there's, name. There's, there's been a couple movies. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty yeah. Criminals, Vine Street. Mm-hmm. Bro. Man, I, want, I, got that, I got that shit going right now. It's going, going. Where, where's, that, where's that fucking image at? It's tucked away? It's in there. It's in there? Yeah, we got books of this, man. Like I said. I like to see that image. Yeah, we over here. This is a bandathon right now. Band, hey, Bro, a band- we get, we hey. get an exclusive art delivered and shit at the, yeah. the Cushion Coffee Podcast. I couldn't be more yeah. grateful. I got two, excuse, two uh, gods in the building. Excuse all the photography talk, but that's what we're on right now. <laughs> <laughs> not it. This one's not it. There's, this, man, there's so many books in here. It's hard to, hard to cut through. This is a different project. This is uh, my mother's hands holding an egg. That's a pretty... Y'all could check this out. Actually, this is this is this is kind of a really, yeah, really interesting yeah, that's piece not, right yeah, here. That's, that's close to the heart. Yeah, this is I care about this one for sure. There you go. There's twelve of these. Let's see the photo. Let me see. So I shot like buildings, and then I shot an egg. You can see Damn, that bro, that shit is cold, crazy. bro. You can see the pores of the egg. Holy Look at that. Shit, Look at the detail, bro. And that's not even printed on anything. That's a negative. Bro. Yeah, there's twelve of these. Like, look at the Damn, I can't wait to see this shit. I can't wait to see your gallery, bro. You need to do a gallery like how Jeff Wall does it with the uh, light boxes. Yeah, the light behind big light boxes. the big light behind it. Yeah, yeah. yeah Let's get this big one. old shooter. Touch it. Really good things. There's some I'm real big shooterism shit going on right now. Are you looking at, <laughs> bro? I'm honored. I'm telling you guys that you now. Fucking with people that dedicated their life to this shit and this really psychopaths. I like the other one better though. Yeah, this no, is a double, yeah, double exposure. There's, same, there's a lot similar of double one. exposure. Oh, you said there's twelve of them. Yeah, because I, I like, like that. that. I like that wave of those buildings and stuff. I mean, the wave of the buildings is cool, but that first one was so dope. But I fuck with this one. Yeah, I fuck with that one. Check that. This one, yeah, it's a little. It ain't. Promise. Probably not gonna make that cut. Yeah, that one's not. So basically, uh, you took that picture. Every mom holding an egg, and you yeah. went out into the city and took another picture on the same piece of on frame. The same piece of frame. Yeah, don't fuck it up too. That's a hard shot to get. <laughs> so he like, you're more or less visually lining things oh, up without knowing one, what it looks like. This one kind of hit. That one's dope. There's actually an old. Uh, I forgot his name. He's an old video uh, photographer out there in New York City. He mm-hmm. Scales the fucking <clears throat> walkway and. Shoots people for fashion, but an old school 35 millimeter. Okay. And he does double exposure shots, sick. and they're cold as shit, man. He's got the old school light bulb popping. Ah, yeah, man. I I like electronic flash. That uh, I but. Well, Are you smoking, bro? I get too hot. I get way too hot. <laughs> shit, I smoke like every four months, but like that's a that's a whole nother world that I get into there. Oh. That one's dope. Yeah, these are these are these are more the the prime cuts over here. Prime cuts. Yeah, I told you it took a lot to make like 
get 12 of these trust me i like that one that one's dope that one's subtle yeah that one's subtle dog with like the egg and then it's like the skyscraper with like all the little windows that one's mm -hmm. cool because it kind of like from once this eggs comes these skyscrapers and these little people in these little boxes with their little lights on at different times light don't make me get too deep yeah no like that's kind of what the, the point is it's like people live in these lives they've got like these homes and shit but we all come from like your mother's egg yeah gotta open and then and, and the broken shell opening up is significant like it's time to open up yeah it like it kind of reminds me of like a mouth and shit too you know like my first thought was like that yolk it kind of looks like, like a tongue. tongue and then like the crack looks like those teeth around it's it it's kind of tight they all look different and shit though <clears throat> so oh, dang matthias came in you <laughs> feel me <laughs> yeah so i saw that it took a long time just to figure out how to shoot that like yeah, it's crazy it doesn't be crazy when you blow it up like the lines on her fingers are like so crisp like you could see the finger detail insanely so you got to remember like the last picture you took the proposal like the com composition yeah. of it then oh, line it up for the next shot it's difficult i use tracing paper i use a lot of stuff to do this yeah i bet these are some of those a lot of hard work those bigger hitters these are some of the, like the top 12 right here that one's fire yeah i like that one it does look like a little mouse it looks crazy it looks like a muppet but it's like a cracked egg it like craziest detail you'll ever see yeah, and then you put that like larger than life you see fucking you walk into a room that fucking egg gonna look like it's unreal the detail it's on these beautiful. things are fucking amazing yeah that's, that's so imagine I'm once you put it onto a piece of i mean you know once you blow it up and actually have a print it's gonna be like <clears throat> it's gonna be like lifelike more than lifelike you know yeah larger than life larger than life yep that's right Much larger Larger than life. That should be the show. Show name. Larger, larger than, than life. life. Yeah, I like that. This would be it. These are all like cross process too. So a lot of them got like that different shift in color. You got like I shot this on E6 film and then processed a lot of it C41. So that's like giving it like these other tones that you wouldn't naturally like replicate. You wouldn't like color shift like that. Yeah. This one. This one was really really fucking hard to get i think this one might be one of like my favorites just yeah that one's dope that lines drip. That drip. drip lines the drip the composition is going nuts uh, oh shit the drip is crazy yeah so how many eggs you go through i mean <laughs> count the fucking sheets of film each um, one each one was a yeah no, you can't like that's dope that's egg. dope it's hell organic <coughs> well, that's probably 12 of them right there to hit. And then, Thank shit. Thanks for sharing. Then the other part. So is it harder to find this film as it's years so go? It's so hard. This just, it's the most rare film on earth right now. <sighs> Dude, each shot, each of these shots is $100. Processing, scanning, the film itself. Just look it up. Look it up on eBay. Look up the via <laughs> <laughs> It is though. It's it's serious. It's hundred a shot. Yeah, it's hundred a shot just for you know production costs. Yeah. All that other shit so comes extra. The, mm -hmm. They're not even making this shit anymore. No, all of this is discontinued. This is the hardest film there is to find. So the damn. It's quality film. This is the you can't you can't. You get gotta it. break this up into a three part band <laughs> of shit. Matthias is breaking it down for all the young bucks that you know ain't. So what happens, bro, when that shit runs out? Like, what, what's... 
What are you going to do now? He's going to probably make a digital away. back of that 8x10, like Inspector Gadget, digital back. Yes. He's the first one. They've made them. They're, oh, not, they're not fast. It's pretty much <laughs> just a scanner. Okay? Scanner on the yeah, thing. That's so crazy. Like it scans down it, which is crazy. I've been fucking with that because you can get all sorts of scan warps and lines. I do all sorts of crazy work with scanners. Move some shit across it, slide it. Fucking, you get crazy effects from that. You put a scanner on the back of that camera, just you can choose whatever fucking resolution you want. But at that point, you bring it around the laptop. You bring it around the scanner. You send the scanner on the yeah, back it's of the not camera. Even like a camera, like focus, really to me. Finding like that's like its own piece of like art. That's a contraption. That's a contraption. You know, that's the main the main reason that I've been shooting this film, especially eight by ten, is it was the most commercially available, largest work that you could be productive with it was it was the point where it's not too far it's not too it's it's well over the top to Legend, begin with it's a legendary camera though in itself yeah i mean like you look up greats like this is fucking ansel avedon this is this is i, I call myself ansel avedon because ansel adams ansel, richard avedon yes yes and, but that's that's tizzle ansel, ansel.